do. Cause of all the Get Fresh crew. Hello, Weird Science. You review the books. Get shaved and dirty looks. Now that wrong time, just say poo-poo. Poo-poo. Come on, come on to the first show of 2020, where your boys at the Weird Science DC Comics are going to talk all about what this week had to offer in comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Moore. And this is episode number 261. Is it? I think it's 261.5 is what it is. I forgot to hit record, Eric. Imagine that. Imagine the, the tales that we tell. And welcome to episode 261. It's probably going to take me about 300 before we get this all down pat. And even then, it won't. When we get to <laughs> the, when we get there, here. And when we get there, I'll say like, hey, uh, 400, 500, whatever it may be. By then, I'll be dead. I'll be long dead. Uh, Rafe will take over for me is what he's going to do. And believe me, it, it then becomes Curse City again. He, he doesn't he doesn't come cheap and he doesn't come clean. Oh, no, Eric. And he really doesn't blue. come clean when he does a lot of bad stuff around this house. He never does, Eric. That's a little joke. Hello, Weird Science. And we're here. Of course, we also have a website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. We have a Twitter where you can go follow us and we'll follow you right on back at Weird Science DC. And we have a Patreon account where you can go and support us for the shows like this, like the Marvel podcast, the much to Eric's chagrin, and also get a lot of other shows done by me, Eric, Brandon, a lot of other people, just pretty much me, Eric, and Brandon. But you go over to patreon.com slash weird science. One of the big shows that you can get is the Patreon only spotlight. And for the Ooh-wee, DC section show. of that this week, we did Just League Dark number 18 and Detective Comics number 1018. A little bit of the Santa Claus showing up in that one, <laughs> Eric. I saw yeah, that's that's my version of Santa Claus. I, I like your Santa Claus. Runs the hills. I, I just like the antlers. It's to ask you a has. question he is gonna ask me a question he's such a deer eric a deer because <laughs> people deer. say that because he's, he's got the antlers because he's got the antlers eric but yeah it ended up being almost a an hour and a half is what that one was so if it you want to go I, I don't even know if this episode's <laughs> gonna reach that but we we were on a roll eric butter you up you were on a roll but if you go over to the patreon you can go up each level you get more and more shows and more and more responsibilities is what happens because if you go to the very top and become a badass you end up getting to pick most of the shows you get to pick the subject matter including the two books on the marvel and dc spotlights each and every week and you could just end up doing one of two things is what i see going on either you grab the the books for yourself the big ones because you're you know you're like that or you end up Picking just the worst books so me, Erica Brandon, can be driven insane. That's the other thing that happens. But if you go and do that, we like to call you a badass, as I said. And you also get to have a little theme. You get a little shout out here at the beginning of the podcast. And here we go, Eric. I'm going to do this perfect. I know I am. Now I have it loaded up. It took me two times to do it. But we got T-Funk, Niels T-Ward, my man and Eric's man, Rob Lewis, Bertel Akachuk. And that wasn't a mistake, Eric. I meant to say that. Don't need him. Christian Fultz, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, Mandalorian, Spider-Man 2099, Mark, we're going to go with an Eric oh, yeah. G, David Fink, Manship, who we're going to hear from later in the email. Send us a long email to tell us what he's been up to. He's not up to anything. No. Brandy Murray is off watching the Bills right now. Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, 
Ian Job, Admiral Whiskers, Seth Nine, we like to call him Brennan, Ben Townsend, Forrest Pauly, Tony Walton, Joey Bercosco, Joseph Watch, Sick Comp Boom Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, Brian King, my man Pete from NYC, Pauly P., Cellar Dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Akeem, Double Aaron, Simon, Swanee, <laughs> now I'm made in the shade. Anthony G, Missy T, Lone Wolf Marv, Ruben, boom. Eric, that's what you do. Hopefully you that's didn't miss how anybody. you do it right in 2020. I don't know. I was Did you say Pauly P? all over the place. Yes. Right. And the, the problem is now, Pauly P has me running scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this. And even though I know that Pauly P and the old cellar dweller, that scum bum, <gasps> they're right next to each other. And I did mean Pauly P. Uh, so when <laughs> I'm doing this, though, I might have missed somebody else because I'm so concerned I missed Pauly P. I'm saying, did I do Pauly P? And then I'm saying, oh, I'm doing all this. I, I can't multitask like that. If he I missed you this no week, brain. folks, make sure you add him no at Weird Science like DC Comics. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. This is the thing also, uh, just as a little, you know, an aside, Eric. Uh, I, last night I was up way too late. And when I was up way too late, I ended up looking up some stuff some different players were on. Boy, I found a player that is, it's hate mongers on this player. I go there and these people have pretty much turned the the reviews where you can leave a review into a hate fest about how me and you are jerks. And I'm like, really? Like, what's going on here, people? And it, it all was just uh, negative jerks and the, the most negative podcast. And I, I will tell you, a bunch of people did jump in to defend us at well. Uh, so, and then it became East Coast, West Coast rap war, people yelling. And then I go to bed. Involved. I got involved then and tried you, to plead our case. You got involved case. in the reviews of our podcast. Yes. Yes, I ended up getting involved. And I went as myself. I didn't even go undercover. I'm like, yeah, really? Like, I- I'm telling go you, it was bed. like, worst thing ever. Yeah, don't you like anything? I'm like, and I started with the whole deal. It's yeah. a review podcast there. People, but I ended up saying, and I just wanted to say to anybody else who wants to throw shade at us again, is I equate it to a sports team. There's Brandon. He's off there watching the Bills play the Texans as we speak. And if the Bills do something stupid, he will yell at them as if he... He hates them more than anything. If you have Batman Beyond Mark, he's there and he loves the Batman Beyond. And somehow Batman Beyond did something really dumb. I don't know how that can happen because it's not a real thing. But if he did, he'd yell and scream. He'd yell and scream. Even like in the book, when something happens in the book, he yells and screams. That doesn't mean he doesn't love it. And we yell and scream about these books and say all these things. But that's the thing is we love DC Comics. We want them to be better sometimes, but we love Most them, times. and that's why. Yeah, and, and it's just sometimes they're not hitting. But boy, this one guy, and he kept just saying the same thing over and over. Drive me nuts. If he's listening, stop listening. I don't want him listening anymore. I wish I remembered his name. It was like some code or something like, you know, GB25 or something. If you're there, code. you get out of here. Yeah, it was a code. <laughs> it was code, alright, because I think it was you. You were ending up doing that just to make me upset. But we're going to go off. We don't have a lot of books this week. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of stuff, me and Eric. We have some mail. We have Batman Beyond Mark. He, he's going to join in. I don't know what he's reviewing yet, Eric. Really? But it might be something. And uh, also, I have a couple things that I'm going to do myself. So oh, we're going to get on right now off to the books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we crave. Oh, Jim. 
right, we're here with the books and Jim's reviews, but uh, more of your books this say, you week than things that I had. I did. I ended up doing two, my friend, uh-huh. uh, one which was late. I did decide to do Harley late, but if you want to go and read all Harley? of our reviews this week, you can go to weirdsciencedccomics.com, or if you want to see what else Jim's doing, you go to the Marvel <laughs> site. That's fine. But uh, we end up having, like I said, four books that me and you are going to talk about together. And if you are one of those on that app that have been yelling and screaming about how oh, negative geez. we are, turn it off now. Go to bed, Because it's, it's not going to go that well here. Uh, the books that came out this week, I think in general, are... Yeah, you know, kind of middle of the road. In my mind, it was not a way to start out the new year. No, it wasn't. And that was the thing that was odd to me is that you end up skipping the Christmas, you know, or the holiday deal where you had the 25th. I don't want to get anybody here yelling at me, Eric. I don't need people here. yelling, yelling at me here. Please, I, I get people yelling at me about enough things. I don't need to, you know, mess up and say Christmas. Uh, but you end up having that week that they're, okay, let's just take this up. Well, it to me, it was obvious that they just ended up not having that as a plan before and then just shifting things, especially when you get Detective Comics as a holiday issue. issue. Yeah, holiday issue, yeah. Watch yourself. Get woke. And so you end up yelled at. That's what you're going to get. You did deal. But yeah, so you shift them only to have these books come out now. And I look at some of the things that were for next week or are for next week, which one of them is Tynan's Batman book. And boy, that would have been a cool way to start the new year. Great way to start the new year. Yeah, it would have been. You also have stuff that it is a shame. You have Justice League that is a little later in the the month, but it also got delayed two weeks. So we're not going to get that book until the end of the month, which is kind of odd. But just the idea of what we're going to talk about tonight it's just this this bunch of books were just a lot of kind of nothing, and, and it drove Especially me nuts. With my really, books, well, really, when I got to your books, I wish they were nothing. Is what it was because boy, there's some troubles with yours. Especially this first one. And this first one that we're going to start the podcast the big book with. of the week, everybody, oh, on the podcast. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and usually we try to put the, the first book is the one that's the big book. Well, it's always going to be action book, or detective when those yeah, come around. Is. Or maybe if there's a big event. Sometimes yeah. we do shove that in there. But, you know, first book, big, last book, bad we're going to go fit last book bad. That's for sure. Like because when we get to the end, nowhere, when we get to the end, bad. holy bad. bad book, red hood, bad me. No understand languages. <laughs> I, I read red hood. I don't know what the heck I read, Eric. We get You're to not that the only later one. on. I was looking at Holy other reviews. Crap. People, even the user reviews on comicbookroundup.com, where one of these reviews like, I don't know what I just read right now. I, I thought, you know, did they install a pool in my room? Because my head was swimming, Eric. I don't know what was going on. Just I really, at the end, at the yeah, <laughs> really, I don't like to get wet. Just my head. Use Just your arms, my legs, buddy. I'm like Tanya. I go and I see her, and she's in the, the bathtub, and she's washing her hair, uh-huh. sticking her head in there. I'm like, why didn't you just get your body in there, baby? Is what I say, and I don't know why she does it. It's like the opposite. It's like one of those where you have a cast on, where you can get everything wet, but they like she's. I, I don't understand. It. Do I. I don't understand. Just the, the same thing. 
Yeah, I just like, why don't you just get in there? What, you don't want to towel yourself off? the rest off? of my body is fine. It's my hair yeah, really. that's the problem. And then I'm like, no, it isn't. Quiet <laughs> down, smell. smelly. What's in there? Uh, but yeah, what is this book? We got Eric. Action Comics number 1018, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by John Romita Jr., Klaus Jansen, Brad Anderson, and Dave Sharp. Superman continues his fight with the Legion of Doom here, where by the end we discovered that Leviathan has joined the rest of the bad guys. But to get there, you have to wade through a terrible art, a ridiculous red cloud or out of nowhere and fire chief melody moore's thoughts on running for mayor yes yeah and so you know we usually don't talk about the cover uh, of books but i just want to talk about to. it it's horrible there you go that's all i wanted to say it, it's awful. they don't need me to tell them it's awful they, they ended up and that's the first bit of introduction i had to this book i was actually at the chinese restaurant at our buffet and i was eating I and I saw that. that people yeah really chinese i know usually i go italian and so you end up with this cover being tweeted don't. out by dc and boy the balls they have on there seriously and them really they, they put hey anybody looking forward to this and oh Oh my God, I've never seen that much hate since last night on that app. Eric. I couldn't take it. But no, it, it. It's so crazy. And this is where I really started getting worried because the cover is what you usually take, you know, a lot of See, time. I'm not with. weird because we've already had John Romita Jr. on this it's book already. True. Like, I know it's just going to be bad as long I as he's on I think this there. is worse. I think this is worse, but then you go in and I just want to mention for a second, because I, I mentioned it to you and you said, and I think a lot of people have stopped caring about the Daily Planet Twitter chirper page. Don't care it, about it it's, at all. it's such nonsense. And this is why I get angry where Brian Michael Bendis thinks he's hilarious. I mean, he thinks that he is a yuck, yuck fest all wrapped into one with an enigma and a riddle. And he's there doing the stuff. None of it makes sense. It actually goes all the way against continuity. Well, where then if you, if you call it continuity yeah, and if you call him on it, then he'll say, Oh, that's just for fun. We don't need this. Give us an issue because he ends up with stuff like opinion, the black stars, the heroes we need when villains run amok. Stop it. And you have this where pretty much most of the Black Star stuff that we're dealing with is in an alternate dimension wish universe. Look, so you, you, you look got at one that. of the tweets on here, the idea, did you suspect Clark Kent Superman, which we're not even dealing with in this book yet because it's going to be another 41 hours until he reveals it. Yeah. Everybody yeah. in this issue. Yep, you have that. So also you have all these hashtags. And I said it before when we, we talked about this before. I, I love the idea of what he really thinks people would be all excited about. And he has hashtag new Suicide Squad. Well, from what I know, yeah, secret organization Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad is kind of a secret covert you know, thing. I, I don't know that you're going to be tweeting that. that. That's kind of odd, right? You, you have Flaming Hot Cheetah, which I, I'm telling you, he's probably yelling to his wife about how he's cracked the code of humor with that. But it's a city you bane you have a thing with the the ham bezler from the the harley and just the idea also who's the legion really working for is lex luther still in control and then you just have hashtag perpetual so you do know who they're working for and lex i might be like you know not remembering some no i'm with you for what you're gonna say i know what you're gonna say but nobody should know he's alive up in just like you know the book for the justice doom war when lex is going to become the apex predator that he actually set up this whole thing where he's like you know was giving away his company like sold everything off in order to give it to these things and then killed himself so the idea that people know in this that the apex predator in charge of the legion doom is lex luther feels just to say this and we're not really talking you know that would be more of a justice league thing but since you're talking about it it's bothered me for the last couple issues only because you have had Lex walking around on, and I just 
kept well, even thinking, Martian Manhunter had just to go and like, you know, break down the codes and stuff like that to try to figure out if it was Lex Luthor and he did survive yeah. and everything like that. They, they just know. left that behind. They complete because I think that the problem is is you wanted to continue the whole idea of these offers and what they meant and things like that. And I think that Scott Snyder and the Year of the Villain, all, all of them wanted to get away from the idea of, you know, oh, we think Lex is dead because they keep mentioning him. And every even in the flash later, you have these mentions and it's never the, well, the villains. Oh, man, no, I'm not saying the, the no, I'm saying even like the that. case, though, because the idea of the offers right away, like you said, when you had that wandering guy they were trying to get. But even after that, it seemed like a lot of people were still talking about, I hope I get the offers. And they were they ended up kind of realizing it was Lex since it was after the deal and stuff. It, it even ended up getting is, convoluted. Even if it, like, you know, Lex is giving out offers after he died because these doom bots are going around. And you see a hologram of some shrouded monster man or whatever you want to call it. Like, I wouldn't immediately jump to Lex Luthor because I saw him die. Yeah, yeah, I know. But they seem to have jumped to it. It seems odd. But this issue... It is just a scatter crap. I something right screaming down there. <laughs> uh, you end up with this issue. It just it's very scattered. It, well, you know, it's a mishmash you of in. ideas. Like okay, that's what it is. Here's that's Superman and you know the Justice League and the Teen Titans. They got to fight the Legion of Doom, but we're not going to see any of that because we're going to jump around time and we're going to jump around storylines. And I'm going to use whatever I can here to try to make 20 pages out of this book because I don't have enough here. Yeah, and you start off and they're fighting the. You have that fight with the the Legion of Doom. You yeah. Have the, Justice League pretty much fighting the Legion of Doom with the worst art I've ever seen, where you also get, you know, the chirps, but they're they're odd. And I'm telling you, I, I get so the thrown chirps. by a lot of these things because Just say tweets. It, Just say and tweets. that's the thing is, the, but they're not really tweets. I don't know how this chirper works because you end up where is Jimmy Olsen tweeting that? And if he is, why is he adding himself? And I'm sitting there reading this. I'm like, I don't think he knows what's going on with this Twitter, with the stuff. But even so, it's nonsense. It, it ends up, I don't know what's going on. What's happening here? Fire crews on the way. It, it's not a, you know, it's, emergency it's so funny, service though, because network. You have all these heroes down and like Superman taking on Apex Predator Lex. And at this point, Wonder Woman versus Gorilla Grodd. Because this takes place not only before the Justice Doom War, but also before the reveal of Superman's identity. But in the background, we have Red Cloud staring out. What have I done? Well, the answer is nothing. But for some nothing. reason, you're thinking, what have I done as we go back in time to six months ago to watch as Robinson Good is transformed to the Red Cloud? And this whole origin story back in Star City, because as we found out before, that's where she's from, even though we've never dealt with the Star City in this continuity. But Star City, Star Labs, where we have a bunch of things where it's, it's very odd because we really focused everything on Dr. Glory with being the bad guy in Star Labs right now, trying all these different things to advance technology through all this alien means and like different dimensional opening like portals and monsters and whatnot. And here we have people of like the science community have gone missing in the star labs and the other scientists are trying to keep it like under wraps and not like, you know, and not get caught because they're behind this whole thing because they've opened up a doorway kind of to a bunch of red, uh, a red cloud in a tube that for some reason I don't, I don't isn't contained. I, and yeah, Robinson yeah. Good just comes in and she's, she seems like she just waltzes in with a bunch of scientists with her the back thing. to her. This is, one of the most non-descript origins I've ever seen in my life. You have Robinson Good, who just shows up in a top-secret lab, running with the goofiest look on her face. And, and they're like, hey there, I'm an investigative reporter. Right away, you, you don't have to hit her or you call the police. You get well, I don't the know security. How she got in. I don't know how she got to this We don't thing. know. And how she it just seems like... like 
she starts talking about the idea of these missing scientists. People go missing all the time until somebody just cracks and beats her over the back yeah. of the head with a lead pipe. And, and that's the thing is, I'm guessing Uh-oh. when you look at this, that's the other thing is I'm looking and they end up talking with it. And I swear to God, it switches between people who did it and didn't do it. You have, I think it's the big guy that looks like Kingpin, possibly. But at first, I thought it was the other bald guy with the beard. Then it seems to become the lady at one point. Because even at that, they want to spend the rest of your life strapping bombs to penguins. Stop trying to scare me. Finish the job. You do it. I do it. I. And it doesn't make any sense. Oh, they even. end up cracking her over the head. And then she... She just and really, this is the thing. Is here's Eric Shea's origin. I'm gonna make you Red Cloud. You walked into a room, got hit over the head, and became Red Cloud. That's all you get here. And no, I see people thing, saying yes. the idea that that is the background because if you're gonna set this up that this is the origin of Red Cloud, I need to know how this situation led to five yes. months later, where a, a cub reporter, investigative journalist, like she just started the Star Sentinel like five weeks ago, then moves on to the biggest newspaper in the world. What happened to the Star Labs here? Did she become Red Cloud yeah. and then like break the whole, like the, like the like whole expose on this whole thing? I, but also even says, like these guys know everything about her. She's a rookie reporter, a cub reporter. And they're like, That's, she's a rookie on the job a few weeks. I'm like, what happened? What What is going on here? It, he what needed the- some extra space. First off, this is way too late to give us an origin of a character and the character is not as interesting as Brian Michael Bendis thinks that she is. And so when you do get it, it's a lot of nothing and then it's nothing. All the interesting aspects of it, not only the interesting, but like the ramifications of what it meant when she became the Red Cloud because this Red Cloud from like an open interdimensional doorway, which for some reason the scientists want to say, we don't even know if it's matter or antimatter. I'm like, what does it matter? Why are you even talking about it? Because it doesn't matter for what we're dealing with here. And then at the end, this thing grabs her, transforms Forms from the red cloud. What did you do to me? All right, let's move on. I'm like, yeah. what? Uh, even when she's passed out and he's trying to be clever with the talk and they're discussing, should we kill her? Should we put her in her car? What are we going to do? Oh, no, we're in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. Too late for that. And they go and you're getting a lot of nothing like you usually get. Then he's, you know, we're going to end up working for the penguin. We're going to do this, this, and this. This is supposed to be an origin of a character. And he's more concerned of a sing-song dialogue. And I guess he wants to show that Robinson is a tough cookie. She does end up elbow you know the guy who looks like kingpin yeah. in the face but also are we supposed to think and the art is awful at, at a point it does look like she might have brains coming out but yet it even almost looks like that's hair that's turning into the red cloud already but she even if you got the idea that she almost is dead and then the red cloud comes but we don't get anything she transforms in the red cloud yells what what did you do to me and then it just reverts to now all the star lab scientists going Oh man, I got goosebumps. This is the greatest thing. Oh, we're going to, you know, do experiments. We're going to do this. And then she just freaking just destroys them. And then off we go. And like you said, we don't know what happened then. We don't yeah, we know. It's just more missing we get more, and more tweets. People want to get to the bottom. People. But the thing is, we just have Red Cloud walking off in a pile of destruction around her as she leaves yeah. her labs. And I'm like, so how do we get from this point to her working for the Daily Planet? Yeah, I, I don't know. And even just or the idea even of... But get to this point and her working for the Daily Planet and also being in, with the Invisible Mafia. 
Yeah, I, I, it's nothing. And and so then you lead into, okay, now you're giving us an origin of a character that's been around now for, you know, 18 issues pretty much. And uh, even a little more because it was hinted at Man of Steel and it stuff like that. Steel, but yeah. yeah, so you even have more where you're finally giving us an origin. You're giving us nothing yet. You take a lot of pages to do it only to have Red Cloud there pretty much standing on a building going, huh, and, and that's it. Because we go back to the Legion of Doom fight with the Justice League and Superman, which is nothing. No, it, it's just it's nothing at all. And the whole thing. All Superman of this is fighting like Luther. He happens to look in the distance, sees Red Cloud watching on, and then fights some more. And then there's Melody Moore to stand over. Then in like the wreckage, you know, trying to save people and whatnot, put out yeah. fires in the whole like big fight between the Legion of Doom and the Justice League. But then he looks at her. Two days ago, I'm going to think back to that last conversation I had with Melody Moore about the whole time when she was going to run for mayor, and I was going to tell her that I was Superman. Yep, yeah. And this is what I was afraid of. And, you know, you're going to get it right away. Obviously, it's it's just happened with the identity reveal. But I, I just get the feeling we're going to deal a lot of this where he's going to, you know, now you, you remember, oh, I told Melody first and I'm going to go do this and that. And then we're going to go from that to the ramifications of it. And I just don't want to be tied down by the identity thing. The part with Melody's OK. It's just, again, it's what are you doing well, this with this thing, issue? They, There's a lot of nothing to really get to one thing. They're really trying to make you say like, hey, I, I, I brought a, like these characters over like Robinson, Gunn, and Bell anymore and I first started taking over Superman and Action Comics. I better bring them in and try to make them more yeah. important than they have been because I haven't featured them lately. So here's this woman here that Clark's well, going to reveal what, his identity yeah, to because she likes, he likes to cut over jib. And the the problem I have and the why I think this is going on is you do have action comics, right? And they kind of got action comics and Superman kind of in sync with each other. Uh, and you had Superman 18 reveal the identity. Well, we're going to have to wait until 19 to kind of move the story along. You can't do too much in this book with that. Well, so that's like why we go back in we time. Have, we have the and, justice, like the Legion of Doom coming after him because of the reveal, but it's not yeah, even spelled out no. all that well because it's only through this weird time travel. And like, no, the, and the timeline gets this. really wonky okay, anyway. And then he also told, Mel- told Melody more that he's going to tell everybody yeah. in 41 hours. So that's almost two days. So I guess the Legion of Doom, Lex is pissed because he revealed his identity to, to him. Like, yeah, but it's in this yeah. weird place where we already have had the reveal a lot of people have read it and we're moving on trying to see what's going to come in and we're dealing with all of this backstory even in lois lane this week we're still dealing with the idea that everybody thinks that lois is having an affair with superman and cheating on clark kent because yeah. we haven't got there in the story yet i'm like let's move on guys come on you end up with these books and they're not tying and this one's really getting wonky with the legion of doom now by the end having leviathan involved so where is that happening where is it in congruence well, with the, the justice too. i even say that because and- i actually I, I messed up with my timeline here because i was trying to make it make sense in my head because i thought i actually got it but now that i just turned the page i just realized no i don't because the legion of doom have showed up 41 hours before you reveal this so it seems that he's going to have a giant fight with the legion of doom yeah, i just thought that this was the legion then, of doom just fighting normal things with the whole i was doom trying to justice make it make deal. sense because the whole thing and with what we have in justice doom, he's not doing anything and i figured it was going to be before that and I'm, like, I'm trying to make it make sense it doesn't now because the legion of doom to show up here and then after this big fight it seems like all right the, the whole city's in a wreck now because of this but time to go to my press conference and reveal my identity yeah, to the world. Yeah, and and with that, you have the idea that, that before I said 
oh man, you know, you you had the Legion of Doom, but half of them aren't in tubes now. Lex is there. We're like, okay, well, that would have happened beforehand, but now with Leviathan <laughs> involved, it doesn't make that much sense Doom, because like... when was he there and all that stuff that Stop I don't it, understand. Stop and it. where I think that there is the problem here that we're seeing that it doesn't make any sense really is you're never getting that editor's note. This takes place before Justice League. This or this takes I'm place before you, Hell Arisen. Trying here. to make and it make sense for I the podcast, and it wasn't. I'm like, I thought and, and, I cracked the code. No, I'm an idiot. I'm and this is where this sense. is where I um I, I like to say that a lot of times you're going to have to let things go. That we say this all the time. If you have Justice League and they're stuck in the Phantom Zone, and in the meantime. Batman is doing City of Bane and all these things. We just say you gotta. Well, let I it can go. make that work for the most well, part. Here's but we've the problem: moved is on though. so far yeah. and everything else except for this that decides finally it wants to play in the the rest of the DC. Well, that's the make- thing. No, my biggest problem is is that you end up having Brian Michael Bendis who wants to hang his hat on the fact that he's tying everything into the universe into his book. When you start doing that, you can't keep saying, "Well, you know, we could let this go," or "Oh, we could," because he is. You don't even have a doomsday in the sky over there. He he's doing. Yeah, he's doing too much and not doing enough. He's throwing everything he can at you without it making sense because he just wants to get it in there to show you, oh, look at me. I'm playing along with everything. This is the book to be, the place to be, baby. You come here and you're going to learn it all. But it's so convoluted. And then basically in my mind, when I leave the deal, because you have Superman go up to the, you know, the fortress, the Legion of Doom deal. And as he's going, he gets hit with an energy and realizes that it is Leviathan. There's Leviathan in the driver's seat somehow. You know, you you have the deal where there's no way Lex is standing behind him. He's Lex. And, you know, I tried to reason with you, Superman. I'm like, where does this take place and when? (laughs) Because it doesn't make sense anymore. The one thing I did like, though, it even didn't play out well. uh, Because, like you said, it is behind the deal that it's before the reveal uh which i think that's set up here with a lex saying hey there superman i realize how it is to be like you now that i'm super powered as well and that's why i really hate you and then you're going to get the next step where he is furious not because he's clark kent but because he didn't know or he couldn't be able to figure out i think that's what they were playing at in the identity reveal um but this issue really just throws stuff at you without explaining stuff. You don't know the time frame. You don't know what's going on. You end up with the big thing. Melody Moore is going to run for mayor, terribly. which I don't care. I, I like her we as have a seen character. So little of this Justice League Legion of Doom fight because we keep jumping back and forth throughout. I'm like, you don't have a story here. You just need something no. going on so we can get these fill in the gap bits that doesn't matter anymore. Anybody listening to this can come up with the, well, uh, yeah, then then throw the Justice League into the Legion of Doom fight and uh, who, uh, Melanie Moore, let's get her and uh, Red Cloud. That's all it sounds like. Like, it's just a hodgepodge of notes written down in a notebook of things I want to get back to. And then, you know, pretty much bookended with this Justice League Legion of Doom fight that that. he doesn't need to explain because he figures, well, everybody knows about that because of the Justice League book, but it doesn't make sense. And he throws Leviathan in. And on top of all that nonsense told through awful, awful art. This art is so bad. It's so, and and a lot of people love John Romita Jr. And it's it's getting real tough for those people. 
people to end up defending him because this art is awful and it's awful in the worst times. You know, you can do some of the Melanie Moore stuff with Superman. It doesn't look horrible because they're just there together. It's a little scrunched up, you know, but Melanie Moore looks fine. You do, But when you end up having action scenes where you're, you're trying to really, you know, get some big things going – it just falls apart. It looks terrible. It does not look good at all. But yeah, at the end, you pretty much find out Leviathan's with the Legion of Doom. Lex is, you know, super powered, and he knows that Superman is even more a bunch of bullcrap because now he can do so much more, and Superman doesn't. And, you know, what else that he told Melody also that, you know, the reveal earlier, she's going to run for mayor again. I'm not really that concerned with that. I really am not concerned with Melody Moore becoming mayor. I want Superman. And in this, you barely get and the any idea of that, that Superman anyway. is willing to endorse somebody, somebody politically. I'm like, that's a weird stretch to do something like that. Yeah. And he, it's almost even blackmail. You don't tell him a secret, <laughs> then I'll let you know. And I also realize from a couple of the panels here, the thing that I don't like the most of what John Ramita does with Superman. I hate the way he draws when he's flying. I hate that almost like he looks like a missile kind of thing where a lot of times he's got his hands down near. He's, he's changing as he goes at the one point. It just reminds me of the new 52 when he was on with Jeff Johns and I hated it then. I don't like it now. What did you give it? I ended up giving this a 3.5 out of 10. I hated the art and I thought even though like, you know, I tried to look for anything to go like, you know, higher in my score to get to a 3.5. I'm like, well, you do get a, you know, a red cloud origin for you take that for what it is, but overall, like, you have a story that doesn't matter in the background of something that's trying to catch up to the big story in Superman of the identity reveal. So nothing matters until that point. So we're not quite there yet. So there's just an origin, a political like run thing with Melody Moore and Regan, you know, this background, the Justice League fighting the Legion of Doom that doesn't make any sense. This is an no. awful issue. Yeah, it's awful. I'm giving it a three. I'm not even going to be as positive as you. I, I just, it's just horrible. It's not well done. The things are stretched out more than they should. There there is, there's, there's four pages of ideas. Uh, in this in this issue if that and he just stretches it out and does it in an awful way that by the end you only get those little smidgens of things and everything else is a cluttered mess but we're going to go on to the next book and the next book it's better Uh, i'll give you that it's the flash number 85 written by joshua williamson art by christian duce luis guerrero and steve wands while king cold continues to be central city uh, or continues to put central city eric into a deep freeze barry wallace and avery get a rogues boot camp unfortunately it's a trap and while cold says he cares about family he is more about flexing his new powers by the end of the issue i like it enough but it does feel like it is frozen in place and you don't really go much you don't really go forward and very already, much. The whole in this idea issue. of the hodgepodge of action comics, there's things going on here where you have some really good ideas, but because of the situation we're in, we're not spending enough time with it. Even the stuff where we're going to teach the flashes how to use their powers. All right, uh, that's not really working. We're going to put the collars back on and may, hopefully you're good here. We're going to have a great moment with Golden Glider and the Flash, but doesn't go anywhere because now we have to go off to Mirror Master's place. My, why yeah. are we doing all this for like you have some really good pieces here, but you're not spending enough time on any of them? Yeah, the the thing is why, and I guess it's going to play out the next issue, we'll see, but why 
didn't you just have them learn to use their powers from the rogues so that they can be like, hey, thanks a lot, rogues. You, you really helped us. It's so weird because the idea now that we're jumping to this whole thing where by the end we find out that, you know, the C- Captain Cold's offer was he gets supercharged powers. Now Barry has to be like, did you need to have Barry have supercharged powers that you never really explained just so he can go up against the supercharged Captain Yeah, that's Cold? what it seems. And that's what it seems to be that by the end, there's only this like, whole I, I thought thing, it was cool issue he just after issue. A suit where he was kind of doing the powers himself like why does he and, have to be and supercharged even then, you still keep going against yourself at bits and you do have like you have the training montage kind of where you do have weather wizard and uh heat wave they're doing the, the deal they're training them and i like it you end up having heat wave the best he's like you're looking hot baby like he he has all, like <laughs> man i got got some fire out of you i'm like all right so you're doing that with avery and wallace and it's okay, but it doesn't lead to anything. Well, because even basically, Barry's training. He's training by himself just running, well, and he says no, the and then slides. Yeah, and then he's the thing fine. is, I hate the idea that he's doing this, and then he says, damn it, every time I try to run, I explode. <laughs> Did well, you? He didn't really. It does say <laughs> crackle, crackle boom, boom like uh, but that out. didn't look like he exploded. It looked like he just – I think he's supposed to have, but he didn't really explode. And you then end up having Golden Glider come over there with with a weird meal. I don't know what she has there. It's fried in chicken of mind, some sort. That's but the thing. Is in my mind, what just like uh, she has a plate of rolls. That's yeah, all it, is. it looked like rolls to me it's before, my, but then later they're all rolling. eating. I mean, I'm telling you, they they just ended up making it's a lot of fried chicken, chicken. And the one piece that Avery is eating, I don't know if it's chicken. The bone on this drumstick <laughs> is so long, and also I see she has steak. So that's pretty cool. And yeah, you ended up having Heatwave cooking up grilling before. So that's pretty funny. But I don't like fried chicken on the grill. I want it fried, Erica. But they're eating these you things. You know, he's just, I, you know, sitting it down on the floor and hitting it with yeah, a gun. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the, the what they're eating. I have, and no, actually, you do see it. This is the thing. I'm looking through these, and after these origins, you do end up seeing him flaming it with the gun yeah. inside a giant pit. So he is doing that. That's disgusting. And the best is while it's going on, Wallace, he's got the fork and the knife. He's ready. He's got a bib on. Yeah. So when you're going though, it, it's. There's nice parts to this, though. You and I end wanted up to where, expand on it because yeah. they were nice parts that could actually be interesting. But we're moving too fast in a flashbook here. We are. Because we have to get to the end. I'm like, but you're, you're bypassing all the good yeah, stuff to and, get to and your that's, big, like, and culmination the of the stuff, stuff that we me. don't know about. And it's weird saying that if you added some of this good stuff, then I could say that the story's progressing because the good stuff is the bonding between the rogues that we have and the flash team here yeah. and things like that that i even like learning to use our hyper powers yeah and so you end up having golden glider even saying like you're so much like my brother you're dramatic oh my you know we I'm had the worst you, of times the idea and- that we are in a world i'm saying you know in a world no but like a place where central city has been taken over by captain cold everything yeah. is ice and snow at this point because of the lex luther mirror master technology you know what guys I, I never learned to ice skate. Well, let me teach you. I'm Golden yeah. Glider. Let, 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 I'm hey, going to take you out here, Flash. We're going to ice skate for a little while. But like, it is one of those things, doing? though, that ends up being a training deal, though she might not know quite that it was going to be at first. Just, but also I, it's spelled I'm out. I'm not exploding. I'm like, yeah. why? Yeah. 
because God. and it I stopped seems like, analyzing well, the speed force. Well, that's the thing. It seems like if you don't think, me dumb, me not explode. Like if you don't think about what you're doing, it, it, it very much is like the cartoon that if you're falling off the building, but you don't realize it, you're not going to get hurt. Well, it's you're, almost you're an extension of what off. they did before with Avery when she first got her powers. The idea of you know stop worrying about it, calm down, so you can stuff like that. Yeah. But the idea is if you don't think about your hyper powers, they go away and you can control them. And then like. Uh, how does that work for actually using them, though? Because the thing is, you got nobody can run because your powers are too dangerous right now. I'm like, him kind of just sliding his feet on the ice. I'm like, maybe you're just not using your powers the way you think you yeah. are, Flash. Yeah, I, I was hoping that maybe the ice deal would have been something that he could have figured out. Like, if I run this different way, I don't know. Like, even though he's well, sliding just here, his though, feet on the ice, I, I just want to say, he still has if all you're that out, lightning coming off of him. If you're ice skating around and there's some idiot over there without skates got his shoes, you're like, what are you doing? I'm learning how to skate. No, you're not. You're no, you're your not. Shut your mouth. You're, you're not learning nothing. Uh, but yeah, I like the bits, though, with Golden Glider talking to Flesh, and, and it seemed like this was building to something bigger than just confronting cold and cold saying i thought we were family you know you're my sister and you're doing this you're teaming up because that's all it seems to be it seems like it's just going to be left behind the other part of this i think gets a little bit convoluted where you do get the weather wizards background and heat heat uh heat waves background which uh, most people know these and it's very quick it's not very detailed you're going to get the idea that they had awful lives just like all the rest of the rogues we all had awful lives and we ended up that's the family going we're stuck that. with and, we got to and choose we, our family yeah, later we got on to with the rogues this family so you go with that but then by the end you are dealing with this very i i think convoluted idea of hey you know golden glider had the idea of doing this because we don't exactly want this change because that change would be back to the normal world which the normal world's bad but we want it bad but good and then what cold did is not what they want and well, so the by is, the end they it's seem just to like the the world they were yeah because this was golden glider so the, the ice you know captain cold city of ice and stuff like this and uh this was the idea using mirror master tech and all this other thing but yeah Le- he didn't tell them that lex was going to destroy the world once they achieved their thing with yeah. the doom sigil and stuff like that so, so they don't want the that. ramifications of their deal come out you know what this was a really good plan, but we don't want it no more. Yeah, and and but it throws in the other part of, hey there, Flash, I know you want to get back to the regular world, but that, that's not good for us either. So you're kind of stuck. And they even kind of spell out by, I think, Cole when he says it. We kept thinking maybe they're in an alternate mirror dimension type deal. They're just in the city that's it's snowing so yeah. bad around the outskirts. Nobody can come in. I thought that was a little silly, but eh, that's okay. But they, there is a bonding Look, going it, it on works between the for me for some reason in the city of Bane. I don't know if it's yeah, just because it of all this technology and oh, stuff like that working. Well, but. Ba- no. Basically, what you're telling me is that a snowstorm pretty much is Gotham Girl. That's, that's all the difference. <laughs> that's all you got different there. Like but a snowstorm I, isn't going to die if it uses too much of its energy, all right? That is true. Well, it might die out, Eric. But you end up there where they're going to – you get the rogues training. I like it. I like the kind of ins and outs with them kind of bonding, things like that. But then Flash even, Barry making the joke, oh, you know there, uh, a golden glider, I'm going to – arrest you when we're done and she's like what it's so mad and i'm just joking oh it's the worst but uh yeah they're just gonna go and pretty much have a heist 
to get these shards from Mirror Maybe Master. the last piece of Mirror Master's yeah. mirror to take down and, the technology of the scavenger hunt again, that really was never a scavenger hunt except for I, two places. And think of this whole deal with this whole year of the villain stuff. They're ending now. There's, there's all of them are coming to an end because a lot of these villains, and I will, you know, spoil it for you, Eric. Captain Cold goes off to join Lex in the Hell Arisen story. So it has to end at some point. You have, and this one's taking a little longer, but I think then you rush. To an ending here, at least this ending of this issue, to get the big well, we battle. We say it's been taking a little putting, bit longer, but we haven't been getting anything out of it. We were just well, jumping no, that's to this what I'm world saying. we didn't understand. I think that he waited too long to give you info, so then when we finally do go forward an inch, it just ends up seeming too early because we don't know enough, but yet it's taken longer than any of the rest. We haven't gotten enough information. And even when you end up having, say, the uh, Weather Wizard's big origin deal one page but one that panel. even seemed off a little with like and then he got crazy and we couldn't connect like I, I don't even know if you're talking about because you're showing him now oh, as this version yeah mirror master okay. I meant. i'm sorry that you end up like well, what's going on with them and and stuff going on with the deal because nothing is really well explained and you're just pushing forward with it just to go and be you know duped because when they go to get this was a trap the whole time everybody was waiting for him to show up at mirror master's place because i mean they're just sitting around waiting for them to make a plan to come it's not like anything was spelled out like that's not even a trap because at this point i'm saying they know what can take them down they know where they're gonna go it's not a trap like i guess we're gonna sit here and wait for them to finally get to this point and actually what I was saying, I, I did actually mean Weather Wizard. When you ended up having him and they say, you know, he used to be there with, with his family and boy, he, he had a tough time, but then he got changed and he, he always was weird and angry, you know. He used to be funny and kind, but the world changed and the power made him change with it and they're just showing him just well, sitting there with this funny new anymore. deal. He's a weird yeah. freaking Weather Wizard yeah. anymore. But again, that seemed like that was more pushed when he got the offer yeah. than before. But they're the really pushing that towards. But they're pushing that towards being almost his origin, and it's not. It just kind of played out a little. Well, odd the thing with is, me. for everything we have here, everybody looks different. And like you know, uh, Golden Glider looks like a New Fifty Two version, but like Mirror Master looks all this new white costume. Weather Wizard's yeah. crazy looking. Heatwave, he looks fine for what he is. I'm like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with Heatwave, but everybody else looks like they took you know Lex's offer and got their supercharged yeah. powers right. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He waves just a burn victim. He, he loves He's what got he a can't touch. It's like me with Tanya. You know, that's what happens. But they go and it was a trap. They ended up having uh, Mirror Master get them, trap them in, and take them to Cold. King Cold, you see the sigil in the sky at that point as well. Um, but yeah, you pretty much have Cold then end up freezing everyone because he gets mad. But again, it seems like part of the plan, but yet it doesn't progress like a plan. It progresses as if somebody's real pissed off because you ended up having his sister and the rogues go with the flashes. That's not nonsense and they kind of beg him and then reveal that the whole thing that happened was golden glider had the plan like they said it was her plan but she didn't like it so she tried to stop it she destroyed the mirror she had all this stuff going on and he just gets pissed oh he's and done. pretty like, much freezes everyone go back back to when we were losers and yeah yeah everybody except and, for and he freaks out and freezes everyone but barry and I I, at, okay. at that point at, at that point i'm like I is don't everybody know dead 
Yeah, really, maybe. And I, I just don't know why he just doesn't freeze Barry. <laughs> he wants well, to well, fight no. him, but it's mono mono that callback to Rogue's reloaded out well, of it nowhere. Is the callback there out of nowhere, and like I want to fight you Captain now. Captain Cold has been holding this grudge oh my since Rogue's reloaded. What was that issue thirty five? They say in this nah. or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. idea is like we have to. We're gonna go back from fifty issues some now because Captain Cold has had a grudge that he lost a no powers fist fight to Barry. Nah. And now, yeah, no powers fist right, fight. Now you're super charged. I'm super charged. And time to. Go They're going to fight, but again, but to do it, had, I'm going to have to freeze my fist. Well, my- he, he ends up looking like, you know, protocol, the game. That's that's all I could think of but with is. ice powers. Uh, you played protocol, the uh, the opposite of oh, infamous. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I forgot, uh, I forgot it was called protocol yeah, for some yeah. reason. So you end up there where Barry's about to punch Barry. Right Barry, why aren't you blowing up? I mean, now he's just, is it because he's not thinking and he's going to fight? It's just everything. When you do an old fashioned hyper powered fist fight, you don't think about your powers you just now, think about kissing coming out on top and also you think about all the frozen people around you that are watching like that caveman who suddenly took the place of weather wizard <laughs> i'm like going to see it looks like a Look, caveman uh yes but yes yeah, so it's like to imagine all right after this is all done we're gonna have to go to gotham city to get that freaking special serum from batman to unfreeze people yeah, yeah oh yeah everybody freezes but nobody gets hurt they're, <laughs> they're frozen but it doesn't matter uh but yeah again this is gonna lead eventually to to Cold just leaving this. Uh, we have that in another Spoilers, book man, later yeah. with Batgirl. It's in the solicitors. I don't know. Spoilers. So you end up with this going on, and it's an okay issue. I wasn't angry about it. I was it's a bit just, angry because more. all the interesting stuff we just kind of glossed over because we had to move on. I'm like, why did you wait so long to get to this part of the story? Because now you don't have any time for it. This book seems to do it all the time. You end up well, Without a lot of information, mistake. and then you end up having to rush things. I mean, even the Flash War, we ended up going through all of that stuff just to have something thrown at us in the last couple pages and not explained and, and things like that. So I don't know. It, it's just par for the course for me. I like give the it a six book five. A lot, yeah, I like it a lot. I'm giving it a six five. What would you give it? Um, I'm leaning around a six five, but I also want to kind of go down to a six because I'm telling you, I wanted to like this book. Well, for the stuff that we're getting, it's just doesn't make sense for what we're dealing with right now. It's like, well, I want to have a really nice scene where Barry Ice skates with Golden Glide. I'm like, yeah. you, got, you have to go and save the world I mean, right even now. Even if you have Central that, City. where, you know, have something where they can bond, because that's the best part. You just don't get enough of but it. But even it like you we're bringing Heat Wave in, and him and Weather Wizard are going to teach you guys how to use your powers again. But we, we had Which one page. never made sense. And anyway. then they had to put on their inhibitor collars anyway, because again, it wasn't working. What the heck does Heat Wave <laughs> know about the Speed Force? He's there like, well, you know he what knows I how to do? Get beat I, by it. I like to touch the the flame. Like, you know, I'm like a moth to a flame. Thank you, Professor Heatwave. Like, what's going on? Why are they the ones teaching? It never made sense. I'm it going down to a six. Sense. I really <laughs> like the art in this I'm book. Like too. The thing is, I really like the art in this book. I like a lot of concepts in this book, but they did the. the Joshua Williams decides he needs to bypass all this to get to his big street brawl between Leonard Snart and Barry Allen. I'm like, I, I wanted to deal with the other stuff more because yeah. even this big thing with hyper, hyper, hyper powers, you haven't explained Barry's or anybody else's except for maybe the Forever Force and him having this whole thing where he has hype, like hyper powers because of the offer, even though we were told that he built a suit to do this stuff yeah. for the suit. So now we're going against that to say, oh, no, it's been hyper powers the whole time. I, I just want more from the Flash because the yeah, ideas of here – are cool they're just never fully explored yeah that that's 
again, that's that's been one of the problems we've had with this whole run is that you end up having some cool ideas, some cool concepts, but a lot of times to get there, nothing's explained. Over. Yeah, you end up having you know the the all the different speed force powers that never were fully explained, just for them to disappear and not mean much. Uh, you know, the forever force, Eric, and all, all these other things that Black never Blast, end up being Zoom. a thing. Who yeah, knows so you on? just don't speed end up force knowing. barrier. Maybe it'll all impulse tie in coming at the out. End. Yeah, Jay Garrett's yeah. stuck in a speed force. Who knows what's happening? Yeah, we don't know. So yeah, you're a six. Then you're gonna yeah, stay yeah. at a six. I'm gonna be a, a six five. But we're gonna go off to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with you. Yes, it is Mail with Jim and Eric. That's He's me. here with me, and we're going to be talking some mail in a second. But if you want to end up being part of the show and send in mail yourself, all you have to do is send it into weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Good Just old like Gmail. a bunch of people did tonight. Uh, not everybody. Eric, we haven't had a ton of say, How many people yet. do you want to mail uh, into? I want 10 million. We end up having three mails split into two sections. We're going to start with Todd. And Todd says, dear weird science, first time listener with a question, if I may. Oh, Eric, is, is awesome. that okay? I guess. Duh. You oh. are at work when Eric dematerializes before your eyes. And you suddenly Except understand he was from up. the future. <laughs> sent back in time Every to time podcast I don't show with to work, you. I'm from the future. Yes, that's what happens. Because then that's I'm like, I'll see you in the future. <laughs> you go home in a daze when you're greeted by Tanya, who says she's pregnant and she's decided to call it Eric Lee Shea. <laughs> this is so weird. Pregnancy. No, I end up having that. Uh, he says, "Keeper or crapper, Eric? Uh, what would you? Would you give that a keeper or a crapper?" There, I'm trying to. I didn't read ahead. I'm trying to get the, the I even deal. Read ahead. Uh, because I would say, do you say keeper or crapper? For I what, say what keeper. You're gonna say keeper, are you? I am gonna say crapper, and I have the sound effect ready for that. No. and that is Todd Gonzalez. Thank Eric. you, Todd. That's not Todd. That that's Craig. Is it? He's being he's being sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. He he's not being sneaky enough not to send it with his regular email, but that's besides the point. But yes, Todd, thank you. Slash Craig. Just imagine uh, all of a sudden your wife, you can't have children anymore, is yeah, pregnant really. and decides to give her a last name Shay out of nowhere. What yeah, are your thoughts? There's a lot of there's a lot of weird things going on, especially like you said, she, she can't have the kids no more. That would be the big problem there. <laughs> It'd be one thing, you know, it, it would be more interesting, I guess, if I had a vasectomy and she had to get away. She she can't have kids and I'm ready to roll, Eric. I haven't even begun the fight. Uh, five boys. <laughs> I just got started. What do you call that, Eric? A good start, right? Genghis Khan over here. Darn right. No, I'm Shaka Khan, if you, if you care to know. I, I do uh, care, The and next I like it one better. is Manship. Uh, and Manship has not ended up sending a lot of mail recently. He's a busy man. He's yeah. busy getting hurt and playing disc golf. Like, and the holidays are like happening. Anything. Uh, he sent one email 
And then he ended up, he didn't like that one. So he had to send a revised version. <laughs> huh. And he got, he got's a good one for the podcast. It good. starts. Uh, here we go. I, I think that what he's like, he's like, oh, that Niels, he, that guy, he, he's, he's ruining he's me stealing my thunder. He's, he's stealing my thunder. Got a good one for you. We spent a couple of days in Destin, Florida, Eric, over the fl- holidays with the family. I guess he he may be. It would make a lot of sense if he's there. You know, he's been down. Florida in the, man arrested at disc golf course yeah, yeah, in in short shorts wearing rollerblades. Then you know it's manship. He he was also in the Big Easy, Eric. I'm not talking about his wife. Oh, was my there, God. Was there a big trouble in the Big Easy? <laughs> no, there was. No, well, there was because he was there. And, yes, I made it to some local disc golf courses. Of course. He, he, he. he. <laughs> really? Like, he, he's there. It's like, I'm heading off to Florida. I bet it, he did, actually. I say this as a joke. Better he did send discs. me the one point. No, he, he ended up saying, I forget where he was going at this one point. And he emails me, hey, I'm going to head to Utah this weekend. And I already checked it out. They have a disc golf course now. I'm like, really? Like, first off, why are these disc golf courses everywhere? It's a bunch because of nonsense. It's popular. I think to me, it's just, you know, you start throwing a Frisbee, you get a couple trash cans. one down the road. Yeah, we do. That that thing is disrepair. I, I used to play hockey there as well, and it wasn't even good then. Tick Central it is, Eric. Uh, Tick Central. That's yeah, I'm not like going me there. On the you ruined it for me. My uncle is extremely conservative, so much that while dating, let's say eight years ago, he would not allow my future wife and myself to sleep in the same bed whenever we visited. Makes his sense. reasoning was that it set a bad example for his 10-year-old daughter uh-huh. and 11-year-old son at the time. Now, I do think that why he has given us a time frame, I think things have gone bad for these two kids anyway. But he <laughs> says, you need, you now because you need to be married before putting things inside your significant other or else Uh you are going to dot 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 anyway he's now 18 year old daughter showed up to dustin florida with her new boyfriend who the uncle hates for some stupid reason and of course they had to sleep in separate (laughs) bedrooms the uncle was grocery shopping one morning or something point is he was not there and when i woke up i noticed that her his daughter's room was empty and thought nothing of it later that day the uncle started talking about whether he was so i asked his daughter i just where love this idea i read this the email time. beforehand i'm like why can't you just keep your mouth shut man Chip? yeah because why i noticed small that talk about? she was not hey, in a room you earlier and, when your father uh, wasn't around and thought she might be at the beach or something instantly she turns bright red and then it hits me or she did. While noticing that she was not in That'll her happen. room earlier, I now realize that her boyfriend's door was closed. <sighs> it was closed. The wife kicks me under the table while See? the uncle is turning Red Lantern angry. Quickly, I start talking about our Vegas wedding to the strap from the awkwardness. <laughs> not sure if I ever hey, sent hey. in an email. <laughs> hey, anybody hear about Vegas? Oh, my. Elvis. Our Vegas wedding. But it was epic in every way. That you can think a Vegas wedding would be. Oh, yeah. Went on and on about how drunk we had to be by noon to even go through with it. I.e. Let me tell you how drunk I was. Coronas, look it up. Uh, Now, how we spent all night in the infamous Pyramid Rhino Las Vegas Gentlemen's Club and walking out the next morning to see the sun. He's trying to use my driver's better. license credit card blockbuster card to get in the room. Uh, the security guard finally getting us in. Me pissing all over our hotel room curtains from our bed while the now wife is trying to make it stop, etc. The funny thing is, I think we've heard that story. The uncle hasn't heard it. I think we have because I and unless he just pees recall. on everything. I remember him peeing on stuff at an important event. 
I don't know what it was. Maybe it was <laughs> an inauguration. As the looks on my uncle and his kids, my cousin's faces begin to register in my mind. It's way too late. And I had only made things so much worse. Yep. How long will it take before we can all laugh about this? Maybe never. Good thing they live in New bed. Orleans. So, yeah, there's this New Orleans connection again. Happy so New Year's. They GFC. live in New Orleans, but didn't he say he was down in Florida yeah, visiting them? It don't make no sense. Or does all the family just get together and go to Florida Maybe for the holidays? Maybe they just go to Florida. I don't know. Go play well, some disc family. golf, he says, and put something inside your significant other, is what he says to I'll end do what this I want. nonsense. Yeah, he's not going to tell me what to do. I'm not playing disc golf, that's for sure. But that is the end of <laughs> mail section you. number one. And we're going to go back to some books. Welcome back, everybody. And welcome to a book all by my lonesome. Won't you come in and listen to me talk about Joker Harley, criminal sanity number two, won't you? And while I'm by myself here talking, it's something on this podcast that I don't do a lot of. I end up doing it a lot on the Patreon. So if you're not on the Patreon, you're just welcome. Come on in. Sit down and enjoy, uh, hopefully. Uh, I'm like the uh, weird Mr. Rogers who will never take off his shoes because my feet stink. They stink so much that if I did take off my shoes, you would move out of my neighborhood is what you would do because they they smelly. But we're talking again, Joker, Harley, Criminal, Sandy, number two. And it's weird to lead into a into it with a Mr. Rogers intro because this book is disturbing. Uh, not in a bad way. It's disturbing in what I like to say a black label way, which it's a black label book. It is a mature book. It's not a black label book just there because you got some wangs or you got the over the top cursing. The dialogue and the cursing are very appropriate to what's going on in the book. What it is, though, is it's horrific in its visuals and its subject matter. This is a Joker Harley book that isn't there with, hey, Mr. J, and stuff like that. There are ritualistic killings. There's uh, just nonsense. You see child abuse in this that seems to lead to the creation of the Joker. And I know that a lot of people, and me included, I don't like to see a Joker origin. I like Joker to be a force of nature type deal that you guess. The best to me is the Heath Ledger deal of the Joker telling you seven different origins, depending on who you are, what you're doing, where they are, you know, just to mess with people and things like that. But this is a little different because it is a black label. It's not in continuity. So you're using it as a case study. And I think that this does play off really well the way it goes. I said, though, this is not something that uh, a 10 year old probably should read. It's pretty horrific. But you have with Cami Garcia in this issue really giving you the horror part of a, a psychopath, the the crazy things that you don't ever want to cross this guy and, and what he does with people and bodies. But then you also go and see what looks like the origin and, and you can't help but feel bad for him. You, you can't. And and one of the big things about this, and it's written by Cami Garcia, art by Mike Mayhew, Miko Soyan, and Jason Badauer. Mike Mayhew and Miko Soyan separate the art. You have was you know usually the current deal with harley is in black and white very realistic very detailed very good and what was originally just the past of 
what we think is going to be the Joker. Uh, you also have a present now, and that's in color, also very realistic, but in a different way. And so when you see certain things, they do hit a little harder. It's not a cartoony-looking book. This is a realistic-looking book. And I do think still, if you are a true crime junkie, uh, this is a book for you. And I say that, and I think it's more in line of saying, if you know somebody that's a true crime junkie, it'll be for them as well. Because if you're listening to this podcast, you already love comics anyway, or at least want to hear us yell and scream about them. But, you know, the, the, here's the little hint. We love comics as well. And you'll see that I love this book. Finally, a book that I love, right? But I'm going to read you the solicit. And it's Jim Gordon, the GCPD, have turned to profiler Holly Quinn for assistance. She's intrigued by the level of care and detail this new depraved serial killer is putting into his crime scenes. There must be clues to his pathology and his artful staging. His level of meticulous preparation is unusual, but will it lead to or help delay his capture? And the thing is, with that that solicit, it kind of, to me, it gives a little hint of what might be going on. Because in the first issue, you did see that harley's girlfriend which was poison ivy pretty much was murdered by the joker and the joker ended up disappearing uh now you're on this and i i'm getting a feeling that maybe this isn't the original joker i i'm getting a feeling that what this kid's name john kelly and like i said you end up seeing his background and things like that I don't know. I'm getting the feeling that he might be a different version, a newer version, maybe a worse version. It might just be me being crazy. Um, But that's kind of what I'm getting from that whole solicit there, but also the way it plays out and also the way that it seems like it's somebody who may be, you know, obsessed with Harley in that twist of instead of Harley being obsessed with Joker uh, the opposite way. But I may be wrong. It may just be that was always the Joker hero. But the idea of making us really feel sorry for this John Kelly uh, as a kid leading to what should be him becoming the Joker, I just it just seems a little different than what you would normally get. But that's why I like it. And you have to remember, too, this is a black label, so they have this the scheduling deal. But this isn't one of those once this book has been delayed. Uh, a bunch this issue was delayed issue three i believe is delayed you're going to end up getting a different uh mike mayhew is not going to be on that issue you're going to have somebody else doing art which is a shame i wonder how you're going to play that out because the art is so much of this but also as i go into this you have to remember this is a weird series it's nine issues it's nine issues of a book so you do have the opportunity to kind of you know, relax a little and and get the intrigue going. And that's what this issue is. It's a lot of setup. There's there's some big scenes. There obviously is going to be hopefully big scenes in every book that you read. But this is more of a let's get down and try to figure out what's going on with these murders. Let's see if these are all connected. Let's look at how the Joker became the Joker. Let's see him dealing in the present now as the Joker. And so it, it It is a little bit more of a slow burn, this issue, but it's still really good. You start out at a murder scene where a body has been fashioned. I mean, fashioned by taking limbs off, severing off limbs and reattaching. Uh, at one point, they even think the head might be cut off, but the spinal cord is not severed. So they figure out that it's crushed. 
And that's just, I don't know why that seemed to be even worse. And it's played that way. But the idea of somebody cutting off someone's head is bad enough. But the idea that they crushed the head and then took it all, oh, it's, it's disgusting. Uh, but yeah, you end up having the persistence of memory Salvador Dali painting in a crucifixion type deal motif. It's pretty bad. You have body fat melded on the parts and they end up even seeing that in another room that they had hung the body and let the body fat drip with candles burning and and heating it. So the body fat melts and drips out. You end up having Harley doing the profiling here and saying, you know, not just it's the Joker. Let's go. It's where she's taking notes. She's talking. They're trying to figure it out. She's there with the connection with Gordon still and the coroner and says, you know, he removed the limbs then hung the legs and torso above these candles to melt the body fat. Remember the news stories about the Peruvian gang selling human fat on the black market. They use the same method. So she's very smart. She knows what she's talking about. It, it continues to play out a very, very smart Harley, but also leading to a you know somebody who has problems somebody who hasn't gotten over the the death of her girlfriend or also we throw in here uh, problems with her mom and things like that but it looks like the gotham news has arrived on the scene and they are uh, getting tipped off obviously because they had just gotten to this crime scene this crime scene isn't like two weeks old this is right now somebody's tipping them off probably that piece of crap detective that we all hate if you read this book, but yeah, somebody's tipping it off. The news is there, and Gordon's like, "We got to solve this quick. We get, you know, the sharks are in the water. They're they're, they're smelling blood. We got to solve this. We got to get this done before you know it gets to be crazy in the media and stuff like that." And Harley then says, "In what is kind of a foreshadowing type deal, because she's still been working on that first murder we saw, the end up park bench killer." And she says, listen, the park bench killer, tell Murphy, that piece of crap, that that park bench killer is a disorganized psychotic with a history of being in and out of psychiatric institutions. And then says, I'm going to check into this. We got to see if anybody's been recently released that it would have this sort of crazy behavior. Somebody in and out of psychiatric wards, somebody who has displayed this sort of thing. This is not their first killing. I think that's another little tidbit in here that shows the smart dialogue where she says this is too meticulous. This is too this takes practice. You don't just show up here. You know, this is like the Lady Gaga of the killers. You know, this isn't a punk rock band. This is somebody with an extravagant deal here. This is the, you know, costume changes and stuff. Uh, So we got to find out. This person has done this before. They've practiced. We got to find out where maybe we overlooked something before because it wasn't as good as this. And that was their practice. And maybe we can lead to finding out what's going on. She goes back to her apartment to figure things out. And she's there trying to figure out the deal and actually this might be her little office but she has a map of gotham she's trying to figure out she's starting to at least narrow it down to a 25 to 40 year old intelligent male highly organized some surgical skill you know a real psychopath stuff like that and i do believe that as we go she'll start changing that and this is one of the things too where in this book 
you end up with this artist so good that there are points where you can barely read. And I'm reading it digitally, which I always do. And it looks so great on, especially on my iPad where I was reading it. But you end up having little details that are so small on the screen. And I don't know how well that plays off reading it in print because I can magnify it and see that these aren't just scribbly scratchies. These are actually done. So this art is so good. And this is why I think that with all of this going on, Mike Mayhew is probably the one who's causing the delays, but it's one of those, I hate to say, you know, keep going with what you're doing because you're doing great. And who cares if it's delayed, but this, this isn't doomsday clock. This is a, black label book that kind of has a niche going on here and the art is so much of it that i kind of would say you know if it takes you a little longer keep doing it because the art is so much part of this well harley is trying to cross out some of the usual suspects here and so she ends up okay it's a murder scene you know somebody a psychopath murdering people doing this it's not really his mo but let me just check to see if victor zaz is still in custody and i like when you have this it's just one page very quick it's not done over the top kind of subtle deal of hey let me call arkham and my man that i have there that i talked to dr crane dr jonathan crane so you're like oh my the scarecrow but again i like it because it's showing you the little bit of a difference of you know, that this is a Black Label Elseworld story. But I think that it does a little more, too, because as you go through this, this hyper-realistic deal of Harley and things, you get so involved in it being this crime, murder, you know, true crime thriller that I think that you kind of do tend to forget that there's other rogues out there, that this is Gotham. So it may be a realistic version of Gotham, but there's still bits and pieces of it that we're yet to see and we see that zaz is there zaz and zaz fits perfectly in any sort of deal zaz doesn't have to be in a cartoony comic book world i mean zaz is awful but his whole mo of murdering people and then putting a, a mark on his skin and that can be realistic as well it's awfully realistic but he calls up dr crane hey victor zaz still in your custody and he's like oh yeah yeah he's there and you see him he's in his cell He's walking right to you like he's going to beat the crap out of you or kill you and put another mark. I'm telling you, the way he's staring at me right now that I'm looking at it, I think he's already half put the mark there for me. Uh, And she says, has he been out the last 72 hours? Has he gotten out? Have you let him out? Has he gone out on leave? I'm like, he better not let Zaz out on leave. And he says, no, there's no way. Says his body's covered with marks. He carved into his own flesh, one for every person he killed. He ain't getting out. There's no way. She's like, thank you. She just needed to cross that off so she knows it's not him. Well, you end up that you do have the case file of John Kelly. And John Kelly's the little kid that we think ends up being the Joker. And I mean, pretty much is the kid who becomes the Joker. And we saw in the last issue, we had him and his father, Mick, and the mother. Uh, and the mother seemed to be nice enough, though she was in a very abusive relationship with Mick. Uh, she died. So now you end up, and we saw that she died. She ended up dying in that car crash, and Mick ended up blaming this poor little boy who just was trying to live and get out of the car. It crashed into the the bay, and he was not able to save her because he's a little kid, but he obviously, Mick, has blamed him for everything and was a piece of crap before. Piece of crap kind of gangster type guy we even saw that 
in the first issue as well. Uh, things have gotten worse. And Cami Garcia does a really good job of telling you this uh, this flashback scene is six months after that scene of the mother dying. And you end up with, it starts with a little case file. John Kelly was admitted to ER seven times as a minor, two concussions, a dislocated shoulder, and three broken bones. Well, we're pretty much going to see a lot of that in this issue. We're going to see a lot of those. It, it's horrific. It, it is, it's child abuse is what it is, physical abuse that is just awful. And just and remember the Joker. And this is the thing I did end up saying before at the beginning that I thought maybe this was a different Joker. Now I'm like, no, nah, I think I'm an idiot because you end up having Mick, this piece of crap dad. He was the first murder victim of the things going on. So I do think that definitely 100% it's the same deal. So you end up in the scene. And to just tell you how the the art kind of plays out the scene and how the art tells the story as well. You have the piece of crap dad, Mick. You end up having John, little boy, sneaking out of the house because he wants to go trick-or-treating. The house is pretty barren. You get the idea that Mick is not making a lot of meals. Just from where you see what there is, a pill bottle maybe, some beer. He's smoking it up. You know, he's a bad butt. But he's smoking talking on the phone yeah you get your money when you when i feel like it you know i don't care what you say as you see john trying to sneak out but one of the big things that i thought in this scene and in the art that really really will show you the the level of anger in this house and the level of abuse and things like that is if you look on the wall behind them all you have family pictures and they're not as detailed, but, you, you know, they're in the background. But you see what appears to be pictures of the dad, the mom and the son smashed. Somebody's punched it. You see a picture of just the son smashed. So it's one of those when this Mick gets mad, he takes it out on things, including just family photos, but then doesn't even take them down. They're just there with the broken glass after he punches them. They're crooked because of that stuff. And it, it's it's sad. It really is sad. John is walking out. He's got a clown mask that he's going to go out trick-or-treating in. And Mick says, where, where do you think you're going? He's like, I'm going to go trick-or-treating. Huh, what are you wearing? You look like an effing mime. And he puts it on. And even at this point, you almost get the idea. He's like, no, no, I'm a scary clown. Like, he's all happy. Like, he thinks, oh, man, you know, maybe this is something that I won't get the crap beat out of me because it's kind of funny and neat. And Mick's a piece of crap and says, your mom's been done, did six months and you're going trick-or-treating. Grabs him by the shirt, picks him up off the floor. I mean, he has him up, you know, three feet off the floor, slams him into the wall and just the fist ready. And it's just so bad. And he's like, you think you're scary with that dumbass smile? And it's just, it's a mask. He's not smiling. It's a mask. And then his dad just punches him in the face where it breaks open the mask, splits his lip open. He's bleeding. And then he just throws him on the floor and then comes at him like like a scary guy going, you know why they call me mean Mick Kelly? And then the, you, you get the idea. This is a scene that's been played out many a time. And it's just it is. It's heartbreaking. And because you, you're too mean to smile. And then you just go, you don't even have any repercussions of that. You just go with John just trick-or-treating now. And he's trick-or-treating in a split mask because it was pretty much one of those, you know, plastic masks. And when he got punched, it just broke off the one side where you can see 
his face there bleeding. And he's just going out, probably has a concussion right now, but he's going out to trick-or-treat all by himself. You see families going. Just so, so sad. And uh, what's even more sad, too, is that the guy, he knocks on the door and the guy comes out and the guy's giving him starbursts. One of the worst candies ever. I mean, really, if if you're going to you want to have some light in your life, you're not going to get it from getting starbursts. But then you go through the scenes of seeing him and all the other times getting hurt. Uh, Mick breaking John's arm. And then in the, the sad thing about it is, in my mind, you end up having, you know, little John, little kid getting his arm broken. And then seeing him just in school with his cast, he looks sad. He's looking down. You know, all the other kids are paying attention and raising their hand. But you see he's already, you know, pulling away from people, things like that. It's done really well. Then the next time is him getting his head slammed into the wall so hard that it breaks open a hole in the wall. The plaster comes out. And then having him in the hospital with a concussion, he's need to take it easy things like that. Well, then we go back to Harley in the medical examiner's office. Uh, This lady who her and Harley have a friendship going and they're looking into, you know, what's going on. And and it's kind of the stuff that it seems Harley already knows about is this person seems to have some surgical skill. Maybe he was in the, in the army. Maybe he, you know, a vet, maybe a med school dropout, maybe a mortician, maybe just somebody who's taught himself by watching videos and things like that. But And pretty much verifying that Harley is smart, saying, yep, you were right. The blood was taken out. And then Harley ends up looking, saying to uh, the lady, hey, I'm reviewing some old cases. And I came across one that's missing the last page of the autopsy notes. Do you keep hard copies? I think that this is something that is important, but the last page is missing. And you go and like, oh, how old are we talking about? Oh, five years. The victim was uh, Joker's first victim, Mick Kelly. Again, leading to that whole deal. And like, oh, oh no, I, I was in the corner there. It was Martin Cade. Uh, he's retired. But yeah, the hard copy's missing a note too. And it says page one or two. The second page is missing. And uh, yeah, maybe you can find out from him. He's in a retirement home. So we'll go off with that later on in the series. But this is where I said some of the subtle things here. The show that this Harley is a little bit broken herself from what she has endured where you have the lady then say hey you know he's in a retirement home but i'm starving you want to go to egg rolls and drunken chicken and she's like i don't do chinese but i i can use a drink and if you remember in the first issue it was chinese food that she came home and having her girlfriend had ordered chinese and that's when she was murdered by the joker so she doesn't eat chinese anymore but then we go off and we see the joker and he he looks like the Jared Leto Joker. And I know that a lot of people don't like the Jared Leto Joker. Uh, I think it plays out well here. It's a younger Joker. Uh, he's got, I mean, he's dressed in all leather. Uh, he's got his, obviously, Joker look and the pain of just the smeared across the mouth deal. He's got short hair, green short hair and stuff. I think it plays out really well, the look. And he's going in because he needs... Some materials, it seems that he's ordered from this guy who in this bar seems to be like one of these guys who can get you a lot of messed up stuff. And he goes in, he's like, hey, you have the delivery date. And the guy's like, hey, listen, you know, it's on back order. Why don't you try the hardware store for that messed up stuff you're trying to get? And he's like, oh, you know, what's going on here? And the guy says, you know, harder to mean gets means the price goes up. He's like Darth Vader. He wants to pray that he doesn't alter the deal further. Uh, Joker there. 
is not as big as this guy. This guy's huge, but it's one of those scenes that's going to show you that people fear the Joker already and that this Joker is insane. He ends up just getting a knife and putting it right through this guy's hand. But even as he walks in, people are like, this is a biker bar. I mean, this looks like a tough, tough bar. And he walks in with this face paint on. and be, Hey, what's going on with the guy with the face paint? Like, n- nobody knows about him, but really, you don't want to mess with him. And so they all know. And, and the fact that he's just doing this in the middle of a bar that all these people may just end up just beating the crap out of him. Now, in this, I think it's played out very well uh, still because of the idea here that it is the Joker, but this is present. And in all the present scenes, for the most part, it's been black and white. This is black and white with the green hair and the red smear over the over the mouth. So it's very well done of, okay, this is in current time, but we're still dealing with the crazy Joker. So you still have that little bit of color that I think plays out really well. I I think that it's done really well here. Uh, But then you end up going into a scene where Harley is walking out of a liquor store. She's got some liquor guys following her. She ends up saying right away, like, Hey, Barry, you follow me? What's going on? It's her brother. This is, She does not have a good family life. And, hey, mom's you know sick. She doesn't have much time. A couple of weeks, could you just at least come and say goodbye to her? You know, say you, you don't have to like her or anything, but could you just come say goodbye? And Harley's like, I already said goodbye and goes off. And, again, I end up, if you listen to this podcast, I ended up having a very, very similar thing where I did not get along with my father. And he was dying. And my mom begged me. I don't like my mom either. But my mom was begging me to go see him right before he ended up dying. And I did go. I didn't really say goodbye. I really said some choice words. But uh, that's just me. And that's hardly here. She has to deal with it her own way. And she's going off. You do end up then, again, in a reversal deal. We go back to a flashback with Harley. Again, full color. Where Harley's there. And she's putting on the red lipstick. Looks like she might be going to school or maybe a dance or something. And it's 12 years ago, it says. And she's trying to, you know, get this thing, you know, look like a pretty girl. All her friends are probably wearing the lipstick and stuff. And her mom comes in and is like, what did I tell you about red lipstick? And she, uh, I'll take it off. And she looks real scared. And her mom's then scrubbing it off. And like, I'm going to scrub your, your face bare. I'm going to scrub it raw to get this off. And you look like a whore and all these. And, and Harley ends up in the present then mad. And she just bought that liquor and then threw it. She smashed the body, a bottle. She's all upset. And then it continues more with flashbacks of you have John Kelly, Joker, where he's in school. He's a little older. And there's a guy who looks like he's on the football team. He's a bully. Ends up like running into him on purpose. And like, hey, don't you see him walking here? And then you see John go off, figure out this football player's password, going to see uh, these pictures that he has probably, you know, on his Instagram or whatever and goes and sees. And they're private, I would say. Goes and finds these pictures that pretty much have them partying and the the boys are putting on bras you know just a normal party and uh but it seems like this is kind of a a fun thing they're playing with but there's the one picture that looks like him and his buddy are making out probably just joking around because they are just listed as party pics and you see at one point a girl putting lipstick on them they're all drunk and having fun uh but they end up he ends up releasing this to everyone just a picture that looks like he's making out with this guy and so everybody's seeing it this guy's all freaked out you don't get much more from that just the idea though that you know john is a guy who wants revenge and things and then runs into this guy a little later and like hey 
yeah, that's where John twists it. And you see I'm walking here or what? And, you know, bumps into him. Uh, so then you have that. Then again, then you go and see as these things progress with the abuse. You have an older John who's there trying to shave. And Mick comes in. He's like, I got to take a leak. Comes in and says, hey, what are you shaving with one of them Bic razors? Nonsense. You use a straight blade if you're you're a man. And then you end up where you have John now is he's older. So he's starting to kind of rebel about this. And, you know, you beat me up all my life. I'm a little bigger. I I have some balls on me now. I thought you were going to take a leak and you end up having him. What? And he has these two guys with him. Mick has these two guys. They're doing coke and stuff. They have guns all around. And he ends up just bashing the door open and throwing John out and coming at him with a straight razor and pretty much threatening to cut his throat. Things like that it looks like he broke his arm again or his shoulder at least because these other pieces of crap are holding him down laughing. So there's a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on. And then you go into the you know into the present again where Harley is there looking through the case files. She's just sitting there and she's watching the television. It's like uh, uh, QVC. They're selling some zirconium you know diamond ring something like that. Well, then we go off to the Joker. Now it's in full color. Even though it seems it's in the present because he's watching the same thing as Harley is on the TV. And I think that's a pretty well deal. Well, he's there with his tools of murder. He's making a box of some. He's, he's sanding this this box that he must be using for the next deal. Uh, they end up finding the guy who was the bench killer, the park bench killer. It's a delusional guy like Harley thought it was. It's a guy who ended up cutting his father in half because his father was going to kill him. He says he's, he's just delusional. He's yelling, he's not dead. He's just pretending he's still going to get me. Oh my God. Ah. And you end up Harley saying, you know, this, this is a separate case The the other murders that we have are not involving. This guy is just delusional. He may be on drugs as well, but this isn't the same thing. So the real suspect, the one that we're looking for, for the serial killer stuff, he's still out there. And then, yeah, you get a full-color Joker present where he's going through the park and ends up getting a lady and saying, oh, I'm sorry to keep you waiting, and just grabbing her. And again, it's pretty horrific. And then the next deal, you see that she is taped and and secured to what looks like a dentist chair that's in the middle of a room. That's scary enough, right? And he's got all his tools that we saw before. And he comes over with a knife and says to her, I can tell you this isn't going to hurt, but it'll be a lie. And so he's going to kill the next person and it's, it's bad. So you you end up there with just a a book that is disturbing. Uh, the it's graphic and I, I really like it. This, like I said, this is an issue where you're going to set up a lot of things. You see Harley's past wasn't the greatest. You see more of what would lead a John Kelly to become the Joker. And, uh, obviously to become the Joker and kill his father the first time, uh, it's just awful the abuse and things like that you feel sorry for him but yeah you have a disconnect too between the joker and this little kid that's starting to not be much of a disconnect so we're starting to get all right he's just an insane psychopath piece of crap but uh yeah it's it's bad but you end with like oh my god can they can they find him before this girl gets killed um, maybe there'll be something that there's a disturbance and she gets away and that'll be the next thing that kind of leads to things. But it's it's pretty crazy. I do like it a lot. I think it's written very well. I think, again, if you have a friend or a partner or somebody down the street that you don't like, but they're 
true crime junkies. They they may like this. This may be something to get them into the whole comic deal. And by the end, you see, too, that you're starting to get more and more color in the present and things like that. And I want to see how that plays out. And that's why I think it's a shame that Mike Mayhew is not going to be on issue three because I like this interplay and who knows how they'll play it out with a different artist and things like that. But that was part of the intrigue of when you're going and seeing a little color. Now you see full color and all that. I think it plays out really well, but because of all that, I'm going to give this a 9.2. I really like it, but it is something that might be if you read it and you may not like it as much. That's just because of the subject matter and how it's played out and things like that. And what you're looking for. I usually don't like this sort of thing. I usually like, you know, the fun. The girls just want to have fun. And this isn't fun. It's not fun at all, but I do like it in a different way. And I think that this is one of the books that I'm glad there's a black label because you are, yeah, still, it's Joker Harley, but it's not the Joker Harley that we'll get in any other book. And I think that it's well played out in the black label. But thank you. Thank you for listening to me. Uh, ramble on i just looked i I talked probably a little too long but hey that's how things go but now i'm going to go off to batman beyond mark so that he can talk about batman beyond sup weird science this is batman beyond mark and i'm here to bring you the first of two batman beyond reviews for this month because of crazy release schedules in december so without further ado batman beyond 39 uh written by dan jurgens pencils by inaki miranda uh, colorist is Chris Sotomayor. Letterer is Travis Lanham. Um, and as usual, and always, uh, I'm gonna go over the cover stuff. So, uh, the main cover, I, I like it. I like it. It's, uh, Terry eating out of a can, just like in a pile of trash, just sitting there. Uh, I find it amusing that he has, like, the, the Batman Beyond. Like, it, it's implied here that he has the suit on. He, he doesn't, of course, in the book, but I, it's, it's, it's good for the art. Um, and there's all these, he's started by all these sides that are like, where's Batman? Um, and then the variant cover, which, uh, once again, it's so good. Uh, it, it's, it's, Batman, or it's Batwoman, um, her cape, uh, it's not even just like the wings. It's basically like a Batwoman type cape with the Beyond suit. Um, and in the background there, there's stuff like where's, where's Batman and stuff like that. And, uh, I really like it. It doesn't make any sense that she'd have a cape like that, but, uh, but I genuinely like it. Um, so yes. So we start and we get a very interesting lettering thing here. So when, uh, and once again, my bet is that it's uh, Elena Grayson who is in the Beyond suit at the moment. Um, we finally see basically uh, narration panels from from Batwoman, and uh, it, it's a nice touch that it's it's the, basically the same ones that Terry has, except they're pink, so lightish red. Um, and I, I I enjoy that little bit. Uh, but so we start 13 seconds from the end of the last issue, and at the end of the last issue. Um, what happened was, uh, basically Blight broke through a wall, not, and the explosion knocked Batwoman down. Then he picked her up by the neck. So we start 13 seconds before that. Um, and she's like, like, ceilings don't just come down on their own. And then Blight comes in, he's like, some say Batman is dead. And, and then we get another interesting thing. Batwoman calls out to Alfred, who activates. He's, he's, he's in the suit. Um, or there's an instance of the Alfred, this version of the Alfred AI in the suit. And if people remember from way back in the DCYOU, that was a thing that Jim, Eric, and myself, we all loved, is having the uh, Alfred AI, or the 
the futures end Alfred AI in the suit talking with Tim. Like it worked really well. It was a good dynamic. But here we have like the this current version of the Alfred AI or an instance of it. Um, and it activates because uh, she calls for it. And Blight's like, uh, like, uh, you know, is like playing off what he said before, like some say Batman said that you're his stand in bad career choice. And she's just like, who? Um, and then she gets grabbed. Um, and then we, we get basically the, the last, like the, the text from the last panel, uh, of last issue with the, uh, a choice so bad that, uh, it'll be the death of you. Um, and, and all the dialogue that Blight has said has been from the last issue showing continuity, which I appreciate. Um, I, I appreciate that attention to detail because let's be honest, not a lot of writers are in these days. Um, uh, and then the Alpha AI starts, you know, giving Batwoman warnings, like warnings, uh, radio, radiation levels increasing, a prolonged exposure is lethal. And, um, and, uh, Batwoman seems to recognize the hand that's grabbing her. And then she, uh, she kicks away. And I, I love this. It's the title page, but it's a two page spread and it looks great. Um, and Blight is just there in a suit as she kicks away and she's like, Blight alive? And he's like, you know me. The problem is I don't know you. Um, and, uh, and Blight's like, oh, I, I can see why everybody assumes I'm dead. Um, and then Batwoman's like, uh, normally, uh, normal reaction to somebody who went down in a sinking submarine. And this is, and there's going to be a lot of me referencing back to the, uh, original, like Batman Beyond animated series here. Um, but, uh, this is a rep- reference to the last episode of season one, episode 13, Ascension, where at the very end, Blight goes down in a nuclear submarine. He was, he was there to conceal, you know, his presence. Um, but yeah, he went down in that, and that was the last we ever saw of him in, in that or the comics, um, for the, uh, the original continuity. Um, they, they even made a point in the, the episode where they, uh, you had the police go and, and they, they, uh, oh, I don't remember. They, they combed the harbor. They, they, they sent divers down and they checked everywhere. Well, they found some of the ruins of the sub. They didn't, they didn't find blight. Um, so it was like, what happened to him? We don't know. Um, and then we, we never saw him again in the show or in the, the tie-in comic. Um, but here he clearly survived and I guess, and, and this would be consistent to be fair. This would be completely consistent with how Dan Jerkins has written the, uh, new Gotham city police department in the fact that, so at the, the beginning and the last arc, uh, he came up in the water from like right where the boat had been. Now that part might've been Rick Leonardi's terrible art, um, that had him so close to everybody, but the implication I get, and, and we very well, we don't get an explanation in this issue, but I, I, in the next two issues, it wouldn't surprise me if we did. Um, uh, but my guess is this point, he probably was just unconscious on the bottom, of, in the bottom of the river. And cause he was unconscious, he wasn't, you know, emanating as powerful or even any radiation or something. I don't know. Point is, is, uh, he's like, uh, you know, to, in response to that one's being like, you know, it's a normal reaction to people who are, you know, dying a submarine. And he's like, understandable. Uh, what you should have realized, however, is that radiation can't die. And Batwoman's, like, jumping around, throwing explosives and stuff at him. And she's like, uh, I guess we figured the human part of you, Derek Powers, was still capable of drowning. Uh, and the AI Alfred's like, blight is the source of the radiation, blah, 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 your suit can't take it. And it's like, yes, we know. We know. You, you established this. It's blight, so of course we know. Um, and blight's, and I, I absolutely love how blight looks in it. It's so good. Um, it, it almost reminds me of, uh, oh, one of the Scooby-Doo villains. Oh, what was it? It was like, uh, it was like this, the diver one where like you see like the skull, the green 
skull and the mat face mask. Um, uh, but then Blight's like, uh, that weak human body of mine is, is, is long gone. Now I'm deadlier than ever. Um, and then Batwoman charges to try to like punch at him. And she's like, uh, you were one of the richest man in the world, not to mention a reprehensible murderer. Uh, which is why you're better. Uh, which is why we're better off with you dead. And I'm like, oh god, is he trying to kill? Is she is she going to try to kill Blight? Like, what the heck? Very clearly, like, there's just like, okay, that's where we're going with this. Fair enough. She's not technically doing this with you know Bruce's uh, blessing, so she could she could just be okay with killing uh, at least a supervillain. Um, and Blight's like, speaking of dead. Uh, and Blight uppercuts her, sending her back. He's like, uh, who are you to McGinnis? And she's like, you know? And, uh, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this page and I'm gonna get into this. And then Blight's like, uh, that Terry McGinnis is Batman. I'm the one who, uh, had his father murdered. Without me, uh, neither Batman nor you, uh, whoever you are would exist. And Matt's like, and Bruce is like, Matt. And I, I love the fact that the latest, the Beyond logo is now on the chair that Bruce is in. And I find that hilarious. And, uh, that doesn't take a while. So, um, it's weird and it's strange that Blight knows that it was Terry McGinnis. Um, he definitely never found out in the series. Like, at, at no point, I guess during the first season, the only part he was on for, he never finds out that it's Terry. Um, uh, in fact, the only person who ever finds out from the villains, I believe, is his, uh, his, his main henchman in the, the first two episodes, who I think Terry, like, tells just before the guy ends up like electrocuting himself and then drowning. I think Terry might have mentioned it at that point uh, to him, but uh, Derek Powers absolutely never knew. Now, um, I know things have changed, like continuity-wise, like this is different continuity. And in fact, we're going to get into some of those other changes, especially with Warren McGinnis, uh, Terry's father, in a, in a couple pages. But this, well, it, it definitely caught my attention. It kind of bothers me. If this is explained like in the next two issues or something like if it's explained at some point how he knows about this maybe maybe that particular explanation won't satisfy me to be to be fair but this might not be a problem it's to be if it's never explained this is retroactively a really big like problem if if it's eventually explained then this is this is you know kind of set up for that um but yes we get back to the cave and, and and what I love about this page right here with uh, Matt finding out about um, that uh, Derek Powers is the one who had his father killed is the fact that unlike Rick Leonardi, uh, uh, the art team for this um, makes uh, Matt look completely on model in every single shot, even though his head is at different angles. And I can't emphasize enough how much that makes me happy um, to have my characters look like themselves, even when they slightly turn their heads. Uh, so, so Matt's like, but he... Turns to Bruce, starting to cry, like, my father? And Bruce is like, I know, Matt, believe me. Uh, I understand. Your father was going to expose Powers' uh, uh, legal nerve gas experiments. Or experiment. Uh, Powers uh, had him killed in response. And then Bruce gives Bruce and Matt hug, and I love it. Um, and uh, Bruce says, uh, but, you, uh, but you don't have to worry. He won't get you. Uh, or anyone else, for that matter. This new Batwoman, and then Matt responds, this new Batwoman, you think she has what it takes to stop him, Mr. Wayne? Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> so then we, we cut back, or we cut back to the fight, and Bruce's uh, narration of his is uh, hard to say when we don't even know who she is, uh, but she's uh, but she's the only hope we've got. Um, and they're fighting, 
or and Batwoman and Blight are still fighting, and Blight's like, you still haven't told me who you are, or uh, what makes an inexperienced rookie like you think it's possible to beat me? And, and she's like, go ahead, underestimate me. Why don't you? She throws a couple bad rings, um, and she continues, like, because if there's uh, anything I'm not, it's inexperienced. Um, and, and Bruce, now, both Bruce and uh, Matt are just not even watching the fight through the... Uh, the uh the suit or through um cameras in the facility anymore. They just talk, turn to each other talking, and Bruce says, "Uh, before he became Blight, Powers ran an illegal, uh, all kinds of illegal experiments. Um, he was particularly interested in a mutagenic nerve agent uh, that was beyond horrific. This is a reference back to the entire catalyst for Batman, the Batman Beyond. Uh, other than of course Bruce retiring. Um, in the sense that." In, in the show, uh, a, uh, a, not, not cohort, a coworker of Ward McGinnis kind of goes up to him and he, he pretty much, the, the guy's nervous, he's feverish, and he, he gives Warren a, a data disc. And he says, don't let anybody find it. Don't, don't let anybody know that you have this. It's, it's really important. And then he leaves. And then Derek Powers is let, pretty much calls Warren, like escorts the guy away. And then later calls Warren into – or has people escort, uh, escort him away. Then later has uh, some of his people bring Warren to talk to him. And he's like, oh, like, Warren, like, I just want to make sure, like, that there was no misunderstandings what had happened before. Like, the the other guy, he was exposed to some chemicals in an accident. And we're giving him the best treatment. And Warren's like, uh, so then when can I see him? And he's like – and Warren and uh, Derek Powers is like, first thing Monday. And he's like, okay. And then as Warren's leaving, uh, Derek Powers is like, oh, um, before you go – did uh did he give you anything or mention anything? And Warren's like, nope, no, he didn't. And Derek's like, mm-hmm, okay, well, uh, see you first thing Monday. Um, <laughs> I suppose that means we know this happened on Friday. Uh, so Warren goes back to his house, and then he's starting to look on the look at through the data, and he's horrified of what he's seeing. And we find out it's a, basically it's a nerve gas, it's a nerve agent. Um, that is, <laughs> it's extremely lethal. They'll be dead, and was it like less than a day or two days? Um. Uh, and the, the only things that can treat it are like, ex- it was like extreme heat or extreme radiation. Um, and, uh, he, he was weaponizing it to, to send to another country. Um, but he didn't believe him. Or, or, or so he, uh, or Derek Powers didn't believe Warren. So he sent a bunch of his thugs, um, uh, to, to his house and where they, they, they ransacked the place looking for, looking for it. Uh, they did it. They didn't find it. Um, they killed Warren, and they made it look like it was an uh, attack from the Joker's gang. Um, but but he never like really confronted Warren, or he never Warren never really con- confronted um, uh, Derek. Uh, so then we get some flashbacks as Bruce is explaining uh, to to Matt. Uh, your father uh, threatened to expose Powers, and as a result, um, as a result. Like, and as a result, he was silenced. So what we see here is a lab, and this is something we actually set up last arc, is that, uh, how, what Warren was doing was a bit different than the kind of work he did in the, the Earth 12 and the Batman Beyond and the DC animated universe. Um, he, he still worked for, um, uh, Wayne Powers, but it was just, it seemed like he was in a slightly different field. Um, uh, but here, and it's a nice touch that we see Constance in the background of this. We see a flashback where, where Warren has actually gone up to, um, uh, gone up to Derek Powers is like, no, no, like, like pointing his finger at him, like gesturing, 
um, pretty much here it's where it's like he threatened to expose him, and then we see the attack, like the aftermath of the attack, and he was silenced. Um, the art here is good. Implication, like how the framing here of the uh, layout's good. Uh, it's interesting that we changed this. Like I, I kind of knew we were changing things from last arc, but okay. So this is this is a change that's happened. This is things happened a little bit differently here, but the same base results kind of kind of happened. Okay. We're, we've changed stuff. That's fine. I prefer the other version, uh, but whatever. Um, and then uh, Matt's like, uh, but but that still doesn't explain how Blight's alive. And, and Bruce continues like, Terry confronted him inside an old sub uh, when Blight's radiation ran so wild uh, that it would have killed Terry. Uh, powers got out just as the sub sank to the bottom of the sea. We assumed... Uh, uh, Blight was dead. So it's a, it's a, it's more or less saying yes. Effectively, the events of um assumption happened. Maybe there have been slight slight details, but effectively, they thought he was like he would have dra- he drowned in the ocean. Um, and uh, Matt's like uh he should be like his Bruce is just assumed Blight was dead. He's like Matt's like he should be. He's evil. Um, and Bruce continues like, uh, like you said, Matt, radiation doesn't die. Um, and then we get back to the fight between, um, Batwoman and Blight. Uh, and Alfred's like, the radiation levels, like, you'll die, prolonged exposure, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and she's, and she's just telling Alfred to show up. It's like, I am trying my best to steer clear. It's not easy. And Blight's like, I don't care what kind of training you've got, girl. Uh, you haven't fought the likes of me. And it's like, yes, yes, we're aware. Yes, you keep telling us this. Um, and she's like, uh, not girl, Batwoman. These will slow you down. She just throws some of the explosive pellets, and Blight's just kind of amused by this. He's like, uh, uh, all that'll do is tear my containment suit, which will make me even more deadly. Um, then we go back to the, the cave where, um, Matt and Bruce, and this part is getting a little old, is Matt's still convinced it's Melina Walker, and Bruce is still convinced that it, it's Barbara Gordon. So they're like, you know what? Let's test this. Let's call them both. They get their video voicemail for both. Um, and then here we get a, a truly weird piece where Matt's like, brick. And I'm like, is, is that supposed to be like a, a frustration type of slang? Because, oh boy, let me tell you this. I have, a, a, please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I have fairly recently watched, uh, rewatched every episode of Batman Beyond uh, with the HD collection. Um, and uh, I even went onto the slang wiki uh, for the DC Animated Universe, and I did not find brick in there. So either that's something new that was invented, or that's that's something from something else, and I'm just not familiar with it. I don't know. And Bruce is like, inconclusive. The mystery continues. And it's like, thanks. Thanks for stating the obvious. Um, so yeah, that page was a bit annoying. Um, and then Matt's like, uh, all I know is whoever it is... Uh, isn't afraid to throw down uh, and go to it. And Blight, uh, Batwoman hits Blight across the, the helmet. And Blight's like, you you comprehend the problem though, don't you? Fighting me is suicide. Anyone who can kill with a touch is unbeatable. At this point, he's pretty much grabbed Batwoman's leg and just slammed her kind of face first into the ground. Uh, then we cut to the lower levels of Neo-Gotham. And we get back to Terry and Constance. Um... Uh, we're just, they're just in just like a little like rundown building, which I, I guess for Gotham makes sense. Um, and, uh, Terry's like, you know, these old movies, uh, like they, they push the fun and romantic, uh, romance of adventure, uh, an adventure of life on the run. It's like, it, it, it sucks. Like this sucks. Like I, I, it's been so long since I've had a shower. I forgot what it's like. Um, that might be the amnesia actually though. And Constance is like, uh, it'd be a lot worse if we hadn't swiped a truck full of food supplies, which they did swipe a truck 
last issue. Um, and uh, correct, you know what? I'm going to flip back just to make sure. I want to say that the truck that they they grabbed. Uh, nope, uh, nope, they didn't grab a truck. This must have been in the meantime. Convenient, I suppose. Um, uh, but Terry, and they're, they're just they're basically eating, you know, like warmed up food from the truck. Terry's like, there must be some to Constance. Like, there must be some aspect uh, of your old life that you can return to. Like, I mean, I have amnesia, but like, I wouldn't want to start. But there has to be something for you. And she's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. My time at Powers, uh, uh, or during her time there, she uh, developed a mutagenic toxin, and it terrified people. Um, she's like, I should have been a star, but a subordinate, a subordinate reported. Uh, me for unlawful research, uh, said I was trying to create a race of super freaks. So throughout this issue, we've had, uh, and this part annoys me, we've had kind of like a, a change in the story. So the first time we hear about it, 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 just this issue, just this issue, it's very much talking about, um, like the, the nerve agent, like the, the extremely deadly nerve agent that it was in the show. Then it mentions like a mutagenic thing, which, okay, could be a different, you know, way of referencing it. Um, not necessarily incorrect. And then now it's, uh, cause, cause the stuff that happened to, uh, Derek Powers becoming Blade, that was not the intended result. The intended result is that you release this on your enemy and they die and, and they're, and they're gonna die. Um, uh, but it's just like, okay, so this also implies that Warren actually got the word out that this was happening. Like, not just reporting it to Derek Powers, but, Reporting it to more people, because because the entire thing in the the show is that I I mean Terry stopped Terry and Bruce stopped it like the 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 uh, nerve agent, but it, it's not like the police ever found out. Like no authorities found out about this. So apparently some people did, but that that didn't reflect poorly on Blight, or maybe it did. I don't know. Like this this particular like panel really confuses things. Perhaps we'll get an explanation, but I'm not really sure how you can explain your way out of this um unless it's supposed to be like well i mean look what happened to him that's why i was accused of making you know freaks or whatever that's it it reads fine here but when you think about it it feels like it's gonna cause problems and she continues like warren mcginnis ruined me uh like uh got me and the whole company shut down and i'm like okay you got Derek, you got wayne powers or Derek powers like this needs explanation because (sighs) Up until this early, up until last arc, it was Wayne Powers like it was supposed to be. Then all of a sudden it was just, uh, Wayne Enterprises and a company could officially change its name. But, but, but at this point in time that she's referring to, they were combined like Wayne, uh, Derek, uh, technologies, uh, or Powers Technologies and Wayne Industries had combined to make, uh, Wayne Powers. So it's just, there's, there's some confusing things there. And she's like, uh, like got the whole company shut down. Once I was making millions, now I'm unemployed. And I have to say, did you spend all of your money and then ended up on the streets? Because you just said you used to be making billions. So being on the street really seems kind of like more of your, like, fault. And I mean, I guess you could be running away from people, but there's places you could go. And then you could counter, well, there's Brother Invasion, but we're like, eh, I mean, that may have happened. That may not have happened. Still, we're not really sure. We don't talk about it. Uh, and she continues, like, uh, I got the last laugh, though. Uh, Dreg got his, uh, uh, got his when he got whacked. Uh, <coughs> Jimmy's like, oh, well, enough of good times. I've had an idea how to figure out who you are, Terry. And Terry, like, reminds the reader from last issue that they only even kind of know his name is Terry because Commissioner Gordon was yelling it. Um, and she's like, uh, I played around with the device I used, uh, on the food truck, like the, the genetic scanner thing to, to fake it out. Um, 
uh, the retina scan thing to, you know, so that we can maybe figure out who you are. It's going to check, like, all the, the, you know, the normal databases and stuff, and it, it should be fine. We'll be able to see. She scans, she's like, I, and she pauses, and we see it brings up a picture of Terry, and it says Terry McGinnis. And my problem here is his name is Terrence. So is this universe, or is, is Earth Zero's version of Terry, like, his actual name is Terry and not Terrence, and Terry is the nickname? I don't know. It's weird. Um, and he's like, well, did it say who I am? And she's like, uh, sorry, Mr. Man, the test was, uh, inconclusive. Um, then we cut back to pretty much the end of the blight, uh, that one fight, which I don't, I don't mind that it's gone on this long, but it's, (sighs) there's been no part of it I've disliked other than the fact that it's still going on. Um, and blight's like, uh, I'll burn your mask right off of you. Uh, then I'll burn your face. Right off the right off the skull, and she's like, uh, "My face uh, isn't the problem. Powers yours is slowly dissolving." And to be fair, throughout the issue, um, we have seen his face uh, kind of like getting less and less formed. And uh, up until this point, I was like, "Oh, we're just kind of going for like all in for the stylized kind of crazy art." Um, but like every time we'd gotten closer and closer to his face, his face had looked. Uh, it's only really more prominent here, but there is a little bit of it beforehand, how solid it is, and then how, in a lot of panels continuing on, it becomes less and less uh, solid. There's more, like, green lines through it. Um, and uh, she's like, you know, your face is slowly dissolving. He's like, that's actually why I'm here, to find a new host before uh, this body dies, um, which is which is an interesting thing to bring up because now I'm going to refer back to episode five of the first season of Batman Beyond to uh, the episode known as Meltdown, and this was the Mister Freeze episode where um, there was a uh, different scientist. I double checked the name, so it wasn't, but a different a scientist uh, who work who's working for. Um, uh, Derek Powers, who who knows about his condition, it's pretty much like I might have an idea of how to fix this, but we I want to make sure I want like I want to test it first uh, on somebody else. Um, basically, you know, if there if there's any problems, we'll be able to figure it out like that. So uh, apparently, Mister Freeze's head has been sitting around, um, and <laughs> so uh, they try to Mister Freeze. They transfer his his you know his consciousness out of his basically disembodied head that's in like a the like a tube, think like Futurama, kind of like head in a jar. Uh, and they transfer it into a, a new clone body based off of like, you know, undamaged version of his DNA. Uh, and it, it holds for like a couple weeks, like a week or a couple days or something like that. It holds for a while. But then it starts breaking down and his condition uh, reemerges. Um, uh, so, so the, and then they were going to like, they were going to kill him and then biopsy him and just be, or basically, uh, autopsy him to be like, maybe, maybe we can use this to figure out like the process, like what went wrong. Like it wasn't like a, oh no, this is a colossal failure. It was like, oh, we can still learn a lot from this. Uh, and we might even, you know, this might even allow us to perfect it so then we can help you, Mr. Powers. Um, so, so that's what it kind of feels like because it would be technically putting him into a new body. It would be like either his son's body or like, uh, like a perfect clone of him, but it, 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 it was a good episode. And I feel like that's kind of what's being subtly referenced here. Um, but, uh, Batgirl is like, or Batwoman, sorry, is like, uh, that's one option. The, uh, as she pulls out, uh, an explosive from her belt, uh, like the other is that you go away forever. Um, and she throws an explosive and, and 
Blight's like, no! And, and uh, Alfred's like, warning, explosive, like, uh, ready to detonate. Um, and it basically uh, blows from away from each other, uh, or blows Batwoman away from Blight, though she seems to take more of the blast. And uh, But Blight seems to be pretty, like, annoyed by it, too. He's like, ah, do you have any idea what you've done? And uh, Batwoman's like, Alfred? And Alfred's like, uh, your explosion uh, destroyed the main support column. The structure can no longer uh, support itself. Um, the building collapses, and Matt, and back in the Batcave, Matt is like, like the whole roof caved in, Mr. Wayne. It's like, no, we just saw that. Of course, d- d- shut up, Matt. Stop being dumb. Um, uh, there's no way they lived through that. And, and Bruce is like, you know, I'm not sure. Like, I've seen enough of Batwoman to believe that she can. And then we see, um, and Matt's like, uh, that's impossible. I, I mean... And, and Bruce is like, hold on. So, like, pretty much, you know, like, outside sensors are detecting movement. It's like, oh, yep, nope. And as you see her flying up from it, and it looks in a great panel. It's like, uh, yes, in fact, uh, she's alive. And Bruce is like, impressive. And Matt, who is focused on the task at hand, is like, what about Blight? Um, and Bruce is like, no idea. Even, uh, everything in the building has, has fallen offline. We can only hope. Uh, we can only hope, uh, he's been taken care of. And, and Blight kind of bursts out, and then he exposits at the, the readers, like, gah! My containment suit has a sealing mechanism, but uh, that will not solve the greater problem. Uh, I need help, and there's only one person who can give it. And he seems to be con- like grabbing a thing so that he can contact somebody. And we see uh, Constance and uh, Terry just walking down the street. Um, and uh, Constance gets a phone call, and Terry's like, phone call? And, and, and Constance is like, it must must be a wrong number. Only one man ever had this number, and he's dead. So she answered it, and it's a... Uh, uh, Gustino, Gustinov, it's me. And she's like, oh my god. Uh, and she's like, it, like, Terry's like taking a couple steps ahead and then turned back because she's just so shocked. She's, you know, freezes in her place. It's like, impossible. I mean, you're, and Blight just over the phone's like, so everyone thinks. Uh, but if I don't get help soon, I, uh, I will be. Radiation is consuming what's left of my body. And when we go to Blight and we see that it's just like, he, he, his, like, skeleton, like, inner skeleton thing is just, it's disintegrating. And he's just like, uh, I need a new, New one, Gustav. Uh, one that um, uh, can host my transfer consciousness. And she's like, it's really you? And she's like, obviously. Can you help or not? Um, and and I, I do like how right here he's just getting to the point. Um, and uh, Constance is just kind of like, I... She looks over at Terry. Of course. In fact, I know just the man for the job. And Terry's like, uh, did you just say job for me? And Constance... And there's a two-walk off as she hangs up the phone. She's like... Uh, for sure, Mr. Man. At long last, things are falling into place for us. Um, God, the art here is so good, and I really love this. So then, um, then we cut to pretty much the the ending of the chapter, where, uh, Batwoman is fly, she's flown into, uh, kind of the forest around, I guess, Gotham? It's not the park. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but you can definitely see Gotham City in the background. There might be, like, some wooded area that's, that's near it. I guess the Wayne Estate is. So this might be someone in that direction. Whatever. Um, we see this in the background, we have a vague proximity. And she's just talking to herself like, idiot, you almost got yourself killed. And, and the Alfred A is like, I, I beg your pardon. And I love this because it's actually like the, the people around her hear the person talking to themselves out loud. And it always bothers me when, when that doesn't happen. And I, I appreciate that it happened here. And she, and, and Batwoman as she lands, she's like, talking to myself, Alfred. And he's like, of course. He's like, uh, and he, she comments as, and exposits to the thing that already knows this. Uh, it's a good thing I set, uh, set you to internal communications only. Uh, keeps Wayne from finding me. So apparently she messed with some of the setting, or she set, she did some of the settings in the suit. So pretty much there's an instance of the Alfred AI in there. It can't really reach out to Wayne or anything. Um, 
And and then as she gets to uh, a cabin, she's like, "Out or deactivate Alfred." And Alfred's like, "As you wish." Deactivates, and she's like, "Ugh, dang it!" Uh, with my training and experience, I should have known better. As she goes into this the cabin, she's like, Ugh, "Any longer with that maniac, and I'd be dead." And she's just beating herself up about this. And she starts taking off the mask. Of course, there's shadow, so we can't see it. So the reveal can happen next issue. And she's like, "Can't be sloppy. Uh, can't ever uh, cut it that close again." Uh, Act and then she tells the fireplace, uh, activate 75 degrees. He's like, and she, she kind of like falls asleep on the couch. Um, she's like, uh, have to learn from this uh, because failure is not an or isn't an option ever. And it's just very so. We do get confirmation that the, the hair, just similar to the, the Batwoman, uh, the original or classical Batwoman costume, the hair is part of the, the cowl, it's it's fake. Um, but she the weird thing is, is she takes off the, the cowl and, and when she puts it on the table, it seems to instead of being fabric. Or, or like the consistency of fabric, so it kind of just like you know collapses in. It stays up pretty rigid. I'm just like I don't understand how that is. What? And then it says next issue, Batwoman revealed. So overall, this issue, this issue is, despite the fight, it's a transition issue. It's it's we're transitioning from kind of the opening of what's going on to starting to set up some of the concepts. Er, not concepts. Starting to set up some of the like the big reveals and the big plot points, um, and then other ones. It's getting those kind of the ball rolling, like the Constance Terry stuff. Um, getting more to know about Blight, and I really hope some of that stuff is explained because uh, otherwise, it's a huge, massive problem. Um, and then kind of just getting us through to the next thing. The advantages of that being issue three of an arc is the fact that that means things, at least ideally, are moving along. Because usually this that's the kind of thing you get like in an issue four of like a six-issue arc. And that always pisses me off where it's like, oh, come on, why do I have to slow down right before the end? Um, that said, I, and I know I've talked a lot of good about this issue, it is, it is not on par with last issue or the previous one. Um, it feels like this arc we're kind of going down, like a little bit of like a downward like tilt. Um, which is fine when we had like an eight eight and then another one that was in the eights. This one, this one, the highest I can give it is maybe a seven six. You know what? Uh, and even then, I, I'd say probably. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say seven. My initial score before talking about it was seven four. Uh, yeah, I kind of talked myself up to a seven six. I'm gonna just round into a seven five. Um, there's a lot to like in this issue. The art is fantastic. Um. There's a lot of things here which are not the, – the, the layouts are great as well. There's a lot of things here that are really well done, uh, but better get some explanation. And there's there's things here that are that are well done for what it is, but doesn't mean that it's necessarily good. And what I mean by that is like some of the exposition, some of the, the changing – I wouldn't even say this. Some of the exposition, it's like – I mean it, it could be done worse, but it still bothers me. Um, I, I'm, I'm really liking Dan Jurgens' Blight, and I am still liking – Batwoman, but I'm getting really sick of. I, I like the emotional part with with Bruce and Matt in this issue, but I'm getting really sick of them being like, "It's this person, it's this person." Um, it it feels like the whole calling thing should have happened. I don't know, like during like another one of the times where they knew Batwoman was 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 out and about, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with the seven five. I know Eric gave this a five and is really really hating this arc. Um. I, I know he is, and I respectfully disagree. Uh, so far, I've had a lot of fun with it. Then again, I, as you've probably heard from the award thing, I only read two books from DC at this point, at this moment. So, uh, it could just be how down I was on Last Dark going to this one that it, that it's 
uh, propping me up so much. Um, but yes, so that is it for uh, first first Batman Beyond of the Month. Uh, at the end of the month, we will uh, have the second one, and we'll have a reveal who uh, Batwoman is, who I'm still thinking is uh, uh, Elena Grayson. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you very much for listening, and back to the podcast. Yo, it's Mail Call. It's Mail It's the second mail section, and this one's dedicated to my man, Niels, who says, Hey, guys. What's up, Niels? First of all, I live. Second, I wish you all the best in this crazy and incredible New Year 2020. May you be this awesome for another year. And we already got to a bad start here. (laughs) Oh, no. I know. I'm not writing that often lately. After my Ayahuasca retreat my Obviously. time is filled do you ever have a word where you don't even look to see how to pronounce it you just, gotta just throw it to the wind uh his ayahuasca right try my team actually that was a retreat my time okay. it was filled up with meeting people partying enjoying the holidays with family and friends and new year's eve in our capita capiter the old capital there's in the berlin's eric i wonder if he saw colonel clink you, you think I don't that think he's alive anymore. Hogan. You don't think he's there? No. You know, it's like Colonel Clink's rockin' New Year's Eve. They don't have that. Schultz is, there. Schultz is there with him. And, and as a surprise, LeBeau shows up, Eric, and they get real mad at him. They find out that he had a microphone in the teapot, and they, they kill him on air. That's how they actually go. You saw those things this year where they were doing all those, you know, synergy stuff where you put this movie on at this point and then you get to there and that guy flushes the toilet right at the time of the New Year's. I want to see LeBeau killed. I didn't like that guy. That how don't you like LeBeau? I thought he was a jerk. You know why? I'll tell you why. And this is You're a liar. Little, you love this LeBeau. Is, no, no, no. I hate him. And there's one reason. And you'll laugh because it makes no sense. <laughs> it My makes no sense. I got you. Who does LeBeau remind you of? He reminds me of somebody who I hate. Who? Pepe Le Pew. I hate Pepe Le Pew. Out of nowhere. Just think. No, just think. Just envision them together, and then they combine in the same thing. And he's French. They're both French. I can't stand him. I remember trying to rape women left and right. That's because he was in a camp with no women. That's why he was trying to get out. He didn't have enough raping going on. That's what was going on. Pepe Le Pew's a monster. That was the bit of the deal. And- like LeBeau, who likes to punk people, a lot of times Pepe Le Pew, he gets the, the, the paint and he puts it over his deal. He's just trying to fool the Schultz of the animal world. That That's is what he was always doing. a mistake, Jim. It is. I, I'm telling you, he reminds me of the human Pepe Le Pew, and nobody knows what we're talking about, Eric. So, Ayahashio. I barely uh, know Oh, my anymore. God. And I think that what he's talking about, this Ayahashio, isn't that the Bill's kicker? Oh, my God. That was an incredible yes. retreat. Yes, there hasn't been a, a more incredible treat since the Battle of 1812, Eric. Oh, my God, I'm my Dennis, Dennis Miller, Miller. now. <laughs> I, I was there for two nights, and both nights we drank. 
Ayahuasca. It's so funny that they call it medicine Let's instead of a beer. drug. Uh, and if you think of drugs in a way oh, that they can be enlightened with new insights, but they don't have cacti there, Eric, so it's something else, uh, then nearly every drug you think of might be medicine. He's saying that anything that expands your mind may be medicine. Yeah, that's Eric. what all drugs so, say. So basically, yesterday, the three hours after lunch, Eric, you were a drug to me, my friend. Okay, so the first night we did some meditation beforehand. It's meditation and medication they have going on at this retreat. At 10 p.m., we all drank that same drink. Ayahuasca. I would say it's the real this. pronunciation. Ayahuasca. Well, you would have heard about it because we he talked about it like two weeks ago in the mail. It yeah, was just he was saying, Yeah, it, well, and a lot of things are inside of him. You, you know what I'm saying, Eric? I'm one of the lucky ones. It was just you 40 are, milliliters. Let me calculate that for you. That's 1,353 ounces. I still don't know what that <laughs> means. <laughs> we, don't, we don't really deal with a lot of yeah, ounces over it's here. It's 1,353 Ozes. What was it, Eric? I don't understand that. Oz? And it tasted a little bit like chocolate mixed with spices. Yeah. I, I that sounds pretty like good. That. I don't like the what? Well, one of the spices. So there, it's cinnamon. Take that, buddy. Doesn't sound good anymore. Look, it's better it. than something like a mushroom. Someone that, that just tastes awful the entire time you're yeah. chewing it down. It just tastes that like dung true. and crap. I'm sorry. At least dung spice this up because the thing is, you're gonna end up vomiting up anyway. You want something at least that tastes decent coming in and out. That is true. That's why I love you, Eric. I ended up when I did mushrooms. I just thought it tasted like shoe leather. Is what it was. And I, I, that was I'm, just on your pizza. The, so I told you stop ordering that yeah, pizza. I, I'm still actually pretty much, uh, you know, I, maybe I didn't eat, even eat anything. So very easy to drink and even enjoy about it. But enjoying a good taste wasn't what I was intending on this trip. What My intentions mean? were <laughs> feeling all that there is. Every energetic sense, spiritually and emotionally. Motivation allowing grief. I, 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 there's uh, times I'm telling you I can't pay attention very well You know this And I get to the end of a sentence I have no idea what I just said I don't There's know a lot of words there The first night I was just happy and very comfy Now I understand Not the happy part and Not even the comfy part <laughs> Also laughing and smiling well, What are those What are those foreign German words I, I don't know what you speak Jim's face. Yes, so really. pronounced. That was okay. Yeah, they are. It's like dream on, come to life. That was okay, but nothing compared to the next night. I tell you guys, have you ever taken drugs where you get visions, yes. leave your body, and just be floating energy? Yes. Well, that's part of what happened to me. No. That's why I stopped doing drugs. I don't need that I anymore. I listened to Nancy Reagan <laughs> and, and Mr. T. I said no to drugs until I kind of took a little bit of them. My, my drug use... Very pedestrian is how they would say it, Eric. Uh, and, <laughs> caffeine. Uh, you're like, uh, you're caffeine and then Adderall and one time mushrooms. There you go. One time I pretended to smoke pot. I was trying to get laid, Eric, and I was trying to be cool. So they like, saw you, right through it. You smoked the joint, but you didn't inhale. I got you. No, I heard no, this a couple years I ago. Did, I didn't even really do that. You just I, held it I up to your up, face? Yeah. And that almost, and then I, I was convinced that I was higher than anybody has ever been. He just got this from that. contact. 
<laughs> oh, it's the worst. And I couldn't even bring myself to do it that one contact time. Contact high right I'm there. I'm telling you, I couldn't bring myself to do it, even though I really like, I told you too, when I, I didn't drink before I went to college uh-huh. and that first night I drank greatest time. One of the greatest nights of my life that I still don't know what the hell happened. I can't remember it, but I know it was great. Yeah. And so I ended up thinking this could be phase two. This could be that. And I, I was real concerned because you also know that when I do like something, it's a li- I go a little overboard. Well, it's not like, ecstasy. I don't want to be this. Yeah, really? That I night, like this too that much. second night, I was moving through different kinds of visions, he says. First, I was leaving my body. And I was very happy. Energy floating through this passageways. This is why I stopped taking out with junkies too because they always talk about stuff like this. And bones. <laughs> this doesn't sound fun. Whilst in front of me was bright energy. Once I got there, I was in an incredible bleak broom where I could pick up a spiral you, consisting of sparkly like white light. Every party I hung out with in high school, kind of thing, where people yeah. were just like high talking about how high they are. Yeah, like, this is the I thing. The this. worst is is where you're there, and again, I don't do a lot of drugs, but I I was in a band, and most of the guys in the band did a lot of drugs. So I would end up hanging out with them and their friends. And I'd hear a lot of that, like, yo, man, do you think there's aliens inside my, my navel? I'm like, what the hell are you guys talking about? And you know what? You know, I played that game Doom and it was like I was actually in hell. And then it mentioned that it was actually heaven. And then it blew my mind. Too many times I'm like, what are you there telling me about? over and over again the hell he's actually Cuts. a dragon. Yeah. yeah I'm stuff like you. that. <laughs> you're, you're done you you ever think that a bicycle is actually just a unicorn made of metal i'm like no shut your mouth i'm I got gonna stuff kill to do. you what am I doing here? i'm gonna slice your throat i could take in my hand and, and really if you are a guy like me who would get annoyed by this and then you ended up having these guys who really were not real einsteins before they even did these drugs you, you just mess with them the whole night that's all i oh, ever yeah. did I, i'd throw things into the conversation that made no sense i'd pretend i was talking backwards all that nonsense that me and you were gonna do with wrong turn another vision was me uh from another planet oh my god very dirty and very urban is this the, the podcast where everybody's gonna get involved was that just laughing then or was no, that it's you coughing in the other room okay she can't yeah. shut the hell up yeah the thing is what is this everybody want to be guest star this week holy moly i was a child and that wasn't as bad as rafe he, he, i'm telling you really messed me up naked on the ground you see i, I really get thrown off easily kind of <laughs> felt like i was Kamandi. Okay, really. So basically, so, what Neil's uh, is saying, awful I really don't like. and hated by Eric. It's funny. He thought he was Kamandi at this time out of nowhere. I thought I was Warlord and Skatarus, Eric. Even looking like him, he looked like Kamandi. Ripped pants at all. In the real world, I was sitting leg, uh, sitting legged. And let my long hair <laughs> fall all around my head, even in front of my face, so I could feel hair everywhere and was surrounded and secured by that. You as I what? would like to say, a hairy womb, Eric. While, is that is that what they say? Well, I don't like drugs. You know who I do like? That Mitch Hedberg. Oh. He was a gem. Swatched a bit he of him was. the other day, and I'm like, I missed you. I, I love him. Guy Did too. You, was like, was the hair? Like, was the hair that reminded yeah, you? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, yeah. Mitch would probably, like, you know, sit there and probably well, talk about and, stuff and like that. And I think about and drugs like that. And that when people talk like about drugs and stuff like that, I think about Mitch as well because the, the idiot died from doing drugs. Yeah. So the fire was three meters high. He thought which, a different uh, way. I'm Jim. doing the calculations. That's 17 miles, like 10 feet, and the fire was my friend. It was my womb in some way. Yeah, I'm just going to zone out right I now. I was like, <laughs> being on the floor drumming it with all my energy. 
It's kind of like when I told you my little game, I drum on my head. Yeah. After a while, the flames burned out game. and I saw my whole surrounding world. Then I saw a 40 meter, 131 foot cockroach, right. which looked at me. See, uh, I was feeling touch. very the safe and happy in her presence. He knew it was a her. She kind of was my mother. That's what I felt like. My mother's kind of a cockroach too. South I, have other words. I have other words for her too. Yeah, my mother's from England. She's on Facebook telling everybody she's South Philly born and raised. I'm telling you, if you're from South Philly, don't listen to this. You don't want to say you're from South <laughs> Philly if you're from England, is what I say. So, this was like 10% of my visions of that night. I don't. And also she's like, I'm an Eagles supporter. Can't wait for the match against the nine <laughs> Mets. I don't want to write too much about that. My girlfriend said to me, if you read many different Ayahushka reviews of experiences someone had, that all my visions like in that one night ever. were stuff that most people would have to do Ayahushka for 10 times to experience all of that. Now, the big question everybody's asking, is he still on it while he's writing this? Uh, then they called me Ayahushka God, Eric. Just imagine, I would have pretended to drink it and I would have made up some crazy stuff too. I'm not thinking that Niels did that, but that's how I do it. I I cheat. I'm glad I did that retreat, and I can totally recommend it. I'm so much more aware of everything since then. I kind of get what Grant Morrison is thinking whilst writing his stuff now. Somebody does. Uh, Yeah, really, I'm thinking of, I'm going to channel the Grant Morrison. I'm going to miss that Eric up here. That's what he says all the time. And also stuff like Doom Patrol, classic Grant Morrison. The dreaming or Constantine isn't that improbable or crazy anymore. Back to the real world there. So I talked to my employer because I wanted to work a little more hours and get some more money. With the debt I have right now, this would be great. He said he will calculate everything and tell me in a little while. Wish me luck. (laughs) Is he Tanya? Comics, Eric. Here are my scores for 2019 and wishes for 2020. Best comic book covers, He-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse, number one. Most most anticipated book, Shazam, Young Justice, The Three Jokers, Suicide Squad, Tom Taylor, and Harleen. Biggest disappointment, Superman, Batman, and the Wonder Comics. So he's looking forward to Young Justice, which is now going to be taken over by Wonder Comics. Best comic book, Shazam, Deceased. Doomsday Clock, Harleen, Joker Harley, Criminal Sanity. Best Issues, Deceased Number 5, Shazam Number 1, Doomsday Clock Number 10, and Harleen Number 1. Worst Doomsday Issues, Doomsday Clock many. Number 9 was way better than 10, yeah, even though I gave I mean, the really, same score. What do you want, Ahushka? <laughs> Too many. Best writers, Tom Taylor, Jeff Johns are his best writers. He, worst issues, too many. Worst writers, Tom King, G. Willow Wilson. Best artists, Gary Frank, Tony S. Daniel, Dexter Soy, and Stepan Sedgwick. Expectations for 2020, the three Jokers, 5G, everything that comes out of Doomsday Clock, 12, Batman, Catwoman, ha, got you as if, (laughs) as if, more exclusive shows from Jim, like A to Z, Eric's first stop motion short movie. (laughs) You think Reggie will still crap you know, in the middle of the thing is, I actually <laughs> ended up like, you know, uh, thinking to myself last night. I was walking, I think I just left the bathroom at one point last night and I'm in the hallway and I thought to myself about the idea of doing a stop motion thing when I used to talk about really? it. Really? Like, I, I don't even know why I thought I'd be able to do it for the small you room do I it have. To, I know. And well, yeah, like, that's do, doing everything, like, you know, and everything's always just getting messed up around Don't you want Reggie like, to take a crap in the middle of Quaker Town, though? More than That'd anything. That'd be pretty cool. It's funny that I usually do a stop motion, Eric, and I do it when Tanya tells me to do some chores. Oh, my. That's stop motion. It's stop. Is it my stop motion? Because it doesn't happen then. Uh, Yes, that's what I'm saying. I stop all motion and then pretend that I close my eyes. Nobody could see me then. Right? Uh, By the way, if my one girlfriend, Tati, 
and I will share our first kiss, and I mean real kiss, with all the emotions. What does that mean? Or, or have our sexy time. You all will be the first to know. What's the difference between a real kiss and a fake kiss? You know what he's talking. Like New Year's Eve when me and you kissed, uh-huh. that was not a real kiss. When Aww. we were smooching in the bathroom at work, that's when it got real. Eric, things <laughs> that wasn't just New Year's got Eve. real. I know it wasn't. Stay awesome. Your pal from Germany, Niels. He's, he's ready to smooch the ladies. Eric. He wants to smooch some ladies, and then he's going to tell us. So there you go. And there is Niels. And thank you. And that is the end of the mail. We're going to go off now to finish up the podcast. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks a tear is terrible. That's just every shape. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just every shape. That is just Eric Shane. We're back for two books to end the podcast. Not a lot of books this week, and I wish we could end up a little stronger. I, I wish we could, but I you wish know, we, too. we have to review the books that were given, Eric. That's our lot in life, as C3PO told Spock way back when. I don't like that you. girl number 42, Eric. Are you an angel? Are you, Eric? God. Because you, you certainly must have lost your wings when you fell to earth with me. Batgirl number, I'm cracking myself up. Batgirl number 42, Eric, written by seasonal Castellucci. That's going to make me grin the whole time that we're talking. Art by Carmen D.G. and DeMonico. I, I think, Eric, you, you flew too close to the sun. You I'll make did. us down. Jordy Belair and, and World Designs. Now you're just annoying. I don't like the Oracle robot, Eric. Do you consider a robot? Because I, I, I put that just to is. annoy you. I would think that you would say that she is an android, is what you would say. But hey, to to him and her, their own. Look, I don't say. know what it is because we've never set up what this thing is or why. You know, like it was in this mountainside fortress that Barbara supposedly built, but Barbara doesn't know what's going on with it. So what you're telling me, you say tomato, I say android. Since it should uh, showed up, and thankfully we end the year of the villain nonsense. This issue and a vice versa. <laughs> Freaky Friday move just without the body swapping. So not that at all. (laughs) It's the reverse Benjamin Button. Yes, it's opposite to track without the fun of MC Scat Cat. (laughs) I'm telling you, I was writing this just, I, I, I didn't know what to say. With Babs doing a George Costanza. Now we're getting there, Eric, and doing everything opposite. It works out in the end. That uh, one episode. Oracle is kicked to the curb uh, to end up in Hellarison's story eventually just to annoy us down the road. Uh, you mentioned it already. I don't know if you realize it, but you mentioned that we, we really don't understand this no. Oracle android robot banana. This whole and thing is we had, we, I'm telling you, we had the terrible trio come across the mountainside yeah. fortress for some reason, break inside, and it was reactivated. And point where it was just upset that Barbara had left it when previously we saw this in Backer on the Birds of Prey, or maybe it was Backer, but I think it was Backer on the Birds of Prey, yeah, I where think she stopped using the Oracle. Yes, program. it was Backer on Birds of Prey. Uh, and it, it's when never she been ended up destroying a giant it. robot monster. It is no. like, you know, the head of this whole thing kind of looks like the Oracle signature that she would always use back in the day when Backer yeah. was Oracle, but having a giant robot monster. I'm like, where did this come from? I mean, from? yeah, th- that's the thing is, if you were going to have this be, say, a black man of situation, and you ended up figuring out 
say a Jason Bard is a villain kind of, you know, he was and is, and now he's kind of going in this book that he was given. Now it's a love interest again. It, yeah, really. And that's usually how it works out. You're, yeah. you're given this Oracle robot to fight Batgirl. Now you're making more sense. But the idea that there was a secret base that ended up having an Oracle robot that was based on the AI that Barbara herself had in the clock tower, but destroyed it. And not only that, that is what was approached by Lex to give an offer. It really, at the point, it's like Batgirl me going really doesn't down have any villains. You're giving, right, Lex. Yeah, giving my refrigerator an offer besides me just opening it up and eating everything in it. Because that's what it was. He ended up going and giving an appliance an offer, an appliance that made no sense and was never set up. So you want to end up in the... I just imagine them sitting there thinking of ideas. And this isn't Cecil Castellucci's idea. You know, She ended up getting this thrown in with her. And the idea of, hey, what are... Batgirl's villains. Uh, you know, what should we do? Oh, well, Oracle, we can kind of twist and turn it into a deal. And no, it never made sense. Thing it is, was never spelled I really out. would have liked a killer moth getting an offer, being powered up and doing something with him with technologies. Any idea like having killer moth being the year the villain villain that we have for Batgirl would have been cool. Not Oracle. No. And basically with this Batgirl that we've had a lot of times, even before Rebirth, they they don't know what to do with her. And they always go back to Oracle. Every story, every writer, it's one of those, every Batman writer has to kill Batman. Not every writer of Batgirl has to throw some convoluted version of Oracle in. We had Gus in the, and he was a fella who was in the Batgirl Birds of Prey. And that didn't come to anything, but it was better than this. It was better than this, at least. And because this just never made sense. And, uh, you know, spoilers, Oracle's going to go off to join Lex in the whole year of the villain. And I think that's the only reason we've had all of this Why? nonsense for months <laughs> after months. Just Man, because look at this breakout needed... character of yeah. Oracle here. Like the whole thing, like that, that's not something that we should really grab and take no. into the big thing that you want to set up and, and actually I think make people that when enjoy. When you go and do that, maybe it's one of those, okay, we need to have somebody that's going to go against Brainiac and let's flip the coin. Brainiac won his heads and Oracle is still, oh, Bra- Brainiac won and he's dead. So let's go with it. It's just not a good character character that was ever well spelled out and it's now going to continue in one of the bigger well, even the idea that we have the thing forward. now we have oracle is so upset at batgirl for abandoning her and just like the same way yeah. that she abandoned burnside in her mind now because she's moved on to bigger and better things that regular gotham left burnside behind now we had to get batgirl's attention in this arc so we burned half yeah. of burnside down we got batgirl's attention she thought she was dead for a little while batgirl just is not hasn't been written like herself as well she should mm-hmm. be written but now we have the idea that jason bard's here is like look what you need it's a good pr person because me i hate Batgirl too. Let's take her down. We're going to make you the hero that you want to be. So now we've gone from the story of burning Burnside down to actually stopping that to make Oracle be the hero that she should be. It's not played out very well because first off, she's still just wrecking house. But also then because of that, she really doesn't need a PR agent because she is kind of mind controlling people to think that she's great anyway. That ties in with Bard Steel, but still you could have just done that. But you end up with Batgirl figuring, okay, Oracle knows my every mood. Jason 
Jason Barta figures like, look, I'm going to go with you because it's going to keep me alive until I can yeah. say, haha, I wasn't ever yeah, on yeah. your side. And that's what happens. And in my mind, what you're kind of getting a play here, maybe somebody at DC, because I think that this might have been more of a editors getting together with writers choice of this Oracle character, thinking that this is Batgirl's version of the Batman who laughs. This is a, you know, the bad version of the AI that she would make because she did make this Oracle program. This was was something in the background, Birds of Prey and stuff like that. And so it ends up where you got so convoluted with you have the Oracle robot you Even left the calculator me, you abandoned was the year of the villain. Yeah, Rex gave him the Oracle program, which he's always wanted the crack to go and find out about it. You make calculator the year of the villain and give him all this technology to make him the best calculator it can be. I'm like, that could be something cool. Yeah, have the idea that because we We've had the clue master mentioned by Brian Mungabendus have that the thing was he came back for this. And then that kind of explains it because I'd like him. Well, he's not now. (laughs) I I don't think he's, he's back. I'm saying you have some things that maybe that could explain it, but you just have this Oracle deal where it's going around and Barbara figures out. Okay. So, and, and again, this was, if you remember exactly how the Batman who laughs mini ended where Batman thought, all right, he knows my remove. I have to do the moves that he doesn't know. It's exact. So well, she's like, been I have to act this already where the first time she came face to face with Oracle, she's like, I'm standing here on the ledge. I got to do like this Oracle knows everything I'm going to do. So I got to do the opposite where she just jumps off and then goes and actually, for some reason, actually stays underwater long enough to yeah, pass forever. out, almost yeah. drown. I'm like, yeah, this is not the background I want to see. Well, because that's what you're doing not what She's like, you know what I wouldn't do? Shoot myself in the head. And then throw him. And even so she, she even un, like undoes her costume underwater and issue a few couple issues before and lets yeah. it sink. I'm like, how many of these costumes do you have to the I point know. where we have all of these costumes that she finds? Because she wants to create a decoy at this point. She wants to telegraph yeah, she gets where decoys. she's at to bring Oracle out and about. So she has a bunch of like mannequins set up with Batgirl yep. costumes on. I like the one just seems like a painted like cardboard. Pl- it's a, you know, it's a cardboard standing. cutout. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that. But yeah, so she's going to let oracle go around to places that would be the usual places doing the usual things while she does the opposite which and is when she gets the heck out of there because and the whole idea thing- is to lead her around so she can actually find out about the hostages that oracle has so she can go and release the hostages like why wouldn't you know that this is what she was going to do oracle she's not yeah. doing the opposite because the thing that Batgirl would do was go look for the yeah. hostages and save everybody and, there she is. and do that so it, it ends up being the i'm going to do everything opposite which does kind of help her out but she's i i usually swing this way i'll swing the other way i usually wear this on my head but now i'm gonna wear a huge camera yeah and at one point even becomes hey when i used to fight the vulture i ended up punching high now i'm gonna punch low and it's as if the vulture he's so confused oh no she's not doing it they don't have game tape of her that they're going through and expect the sweep to be the right now it's the left it gets to be very over the top pushed the idea and, and really, my biggest problem, even with all this being said, because I don't hate this issue, and I think that Cecil Castellucci has done a decent enough job getting out of a story that wasn't her own. We'll see how it goes forward with it. Yeah, but now the, we barely the got idea, in. yeah, be, besides that, though, you're going through an issue where it is so heavily narrated that really ends up just the pace of this issue should be very quick, and it's not because of the narration, because of the repeat of, I got to do opposite, I got to do opposite. It gets a little bit 
you know, old by the time you get to the end. And then and- all of a sudden this issue, because we need to have some kind of stakes for it to work. Now Oracle has a bunch of robots at her command yeah, while robots. she goes to go kill Jason Bard in front of Batgirl. I got to yeah. save Jason. I'm like, now we just have robots. But in the end, they don't matter. because They don't matter. And she even <laughs> says like, oh, those, those robots didn't matter much. All right, let's go. And it becomes the deal. Oh, I'm going to get Oracle goes and grabs Jason Bard and like, oh, I'm going to show you that you're not doing it right. And you're not going to be able to do this. And I'll Your compassion what you're makes do. you weak. Yeah, I will kill Jason Bard because he hates you. And she's like, no, no, I save everyone. And it is. Uh, and then there's Bard. It's like the this. whole thing about the, like kind of going back to which a lot of people don't even remember the idea that, you know, he fell they off the roof. They were engaged at one at, point. Yeah, Bard that was before that, the crazy. whole thing, a long time ago. It was ago, before but, Flashpoint. Like the stuff, whole but. idea that Bard hates Backer because he blames her for the way his legs is when she was pushed off of the roof, yeah. which was Red Hood anyway. But the whole thing, she was there. But like yeah. the whole thing. He's like, let me go. And so we have to have this whole big, you know, moment of redemption for Batgirl yes. because she blames herself for Jason's way he is with the cane and stuff like that, having a bum leg. Like, you can just let me go. I won't. So she makes sure to save Jason so he doesn't fall off another roof, but it doesn't yeah. play out as well as it no. should here. And I love it too because she's, he's like, let me go. I'll forgive you. And this is where even in her mind, you get a very pushed deal. <laughs> Dumpster of, dive. Oh, I love it. <laughs> a very pushed thing of like, his kindness is that, and he is a good guy. So you're even getting that whole idea of Barbara herself coming to the realization because we've been waiting all this time for Jason to turn heel, which he did, but now he isn't. Dude, this, and, even this line where she realized she has to let him go, she's being overtaken by Oracle yeah. at this moment. She's holding on to Jason Bard over this ledge, and the whole thing is like, I need you to be the hero, let me go, kind of thing. It becomes Willy Wonka at the end. It's the kindness in the face of certain yeah, doom that can change the odds. And she just lets yeah. him go and fall into a dumpster to save his she life now. Cla- I just imagine the she other leg is bummed now. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm telling you. Plus, he's never getting that smell out. And I like, too, where she's like, no, I won't let you go. As she's moving him back and forth, kind of looking at that trash can. He's like, no, no, no. Uh, but, yeah, she does end up. And, again, that's one of those, you, you got to let one or the other. You're going to let Jason. And she's like, no, I don't. And it takes two panels for her to see a trash bin and just throw him in from above and then just as this is going on i've got one more trick and then a lightning just, shock to the core yeah, will drain its power shock. and overloaded storage like, really? and that's it drain me all you want i'm still one step ahead of you yeah and it yeah. just leads to a giant explosion out of nowhere and then barbers is crawling out of rubble i'm like what, and, what yeah, happened yeah what happened and and so there's two points in this Let's that really down. really well i'll give you another one that kind of got me as well because that that was nonsense like th- this whole thing just ex- how is she alive i mean really but like, other than that, that explosion it looks like the Phoenix Force just blew up yeah, the building. Yeah, really, it does. It really does. At one point, you do end up having Batgirl. She's kind of doing things opposite. She sees Frankie, uh, you know, her friend Frankie, but also she sees Mario, the pizza man. I'm like, yeah. you're, you're starting now, to get a little Now, this is such a weird progression here. here because she does see that Frankie, the pizza man, and somebody else in her neighborhood yeah, are lady, standing yeah. there, but they have like these diodes on their head, like meaning they're controlled. And it takes her to look through, it looks like a video camera or yeah. like a binocular. And that's the thing. And she then went Oracle back. Oracle seems like she was uh, there, but yeah, invisible. There. Invi- invisible. I, invisible. It's like she's the Marion, you know. She's there. She's the I didn't puppeteer. get that progression. She's the puppeteer. No. And the thing is, is just because you decide to do things opposite by going and getting old tech that you'd never be seen with again, that shouldn't mean that it works to, to the T for everything because then you're an idiot for not using it right away. But one of the things that threw me off, you have all this going on. You have hostages. You end up having the terrible trail. You have the vulture with the hostages. You, you have all this going on. And oh, that terrible kill, trail. Kill How the important hostages. were they to this? 
bitches. Yeah. Kill the and Barbara's like, ha, I know. That's my Oracle, and my Oracle would never kill things, so they're bluffing. I'm like, Yeah, there goes all the stakes. Why would you what what are you talking about? The Oracle has blown up half a Burnside. You wouldn't do that either. And it's already you gotta I, think I that it might be a little different. No, no, enough waiting. Your time is over. Zero, zero, one, zero. No, it's Stop fine, it. Harry. Ah! And so you end up, though, with this big explosion. Oracle appears to be destroyed until Frankie says, Oh, man, I thought that was the end of us all, but Oracle must be dead. And then Barbara's like, no, no, no. I, I think that Oracle's still alive. And then Frankie's like, yeah, you know what? She is like you. So she probably found a way to get get out of the back door. I think what she means is you just dis- you survived an atomic explosion yourself. I think that that AI robot did as well. Is Oracle and it's dead? Nonsense. I it don't is nonsense. know. But look, yeah, I don't that know. doomsday you can barely see on the page is fading. Yeah, it is fading. So there you go. It's fading. And I like that just out of nowhere. Look, it's fading. And and the funny thing is, I actually thought at that point he was pointing to maybe Oracle. Because all of a sudden, just not there. Uh, even though in the background, I think it might be. But I don't know what's going on there. So they, they get out and you're going to have Oracle in the Hell Arisen story later down the line, which is nonsense because really, Lex, you're going to pick Oracle. I mean, you're a little better than that. But you do have the continuation of Barbara kind of thinking, you know, hey, I, I, I did things. I was I was living on the edge there. It felt pretty good. Uh, hey, Jason, what's going on? Hey, let's smooch. Yeah, and they smooch. so happy you're alive, Jason. Let me put my yeah. tongue down your throat. They start making out there and, you know, Jason is like, what? What's going on? And Better then call she, my dad, too. And then the thing is, at the point, I wish that you had it more spelled out. I think she's obviously leaving a voicemail. But is she? Because you don't have – you have the infected commissioner. Yeah. At least have the – this is the phone of Commissioner Gordon. Leave a message because I kind of got the idea that maybe she's talking to him, uh, but he never says goodbye. So I think it is a voicemail, yeah. but you don't spell it out well enough. And I wish she would have even thought, I wonder what's going on. I can't get a hold of him ever, but you don't really get that. And she's going to go off the deal. Now, having Bard – you know, not get so triggered by Batgirl. You have to do that if you're going to continue Bard with yeah. Barbara. Uh, it, it, and you don't or have you to. Just have the you can go back and thing forth where he it. hates Batgirl, but he loves Barbara. That's you a cool dynamic. You can have that, but I think that maybe they're like, yeah, we kind of get that whole deal a lot of times with this, and we want to get beyond that. And just maybe I think this leads to Barbara revealing that she's Batgirl to, to Look, uh, Bard eventually, the and is, then he'll if, die. Or, if we're I running any kind of like, if they're being like a Executive with what they're doing here, like any kind of continuity going forward. He'll be the villain then, right? If anybody that Babs dates becomes the villain. So Bard's yeah. going to become a bad guy. Yeah, he'll start sleeping on the couch. That's step two. <laughs> and then, there you go. You kiss, couch, villain. That is the progression. That's the origin of every Batgirl villain since the New 52. Uh, I also like Even the idea. Even before that in Burnside. Yeah, really. The I, DCYU. I like yeah, yeah. Well, I said the New 52, not just Rebirth. All the way back when they rebooted all the things, it seems like after that they had no idea how to make any sort of villains with You did say the New uh, 52. Barbara. I don't know why yeah. it threw me off. because like, you just thought Rebirth. rebirth. Like, I did. Uh, the the thing that I did like was, though, is there's Barbara's like, I'm going to get you, Oracle, not with my disco ball. That's what I thought it looked like. It actually looked like I that. I don't or- know what that is. It looks like a thermal detonator is coming out I of her hand. I thought it was either a thermal detonator, a disco ball, or maybe one of those torture droids that Darth Vader had come in. It, more, You're right with the thermal detonator, though. Let That's me the only get thing my I could Death expect Star. is the thing that blew up everything. Let me get my round version of R2-D2. 
This is a fight zero sum game. That's what Barbara says at one point. And I thought, I don't know what you're talking about. Zero uh, sum. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, Oracle disappears. So you end up with another story where the villain isn't defeated, just disappears. And basically, hey, is Oracle dead? <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out later. But at the end, I gave it a seven on the side. I'm going down to a six. I still think that Cecil Castellucci in this issue did enough for me to say, okay, I want to see what's going forward with more of a Bard and Babs dating thing. You get the whole ID, you know, getting the whole mad at Batgirl thing out of the way, which I think may play out a little better than just the, I got to pretend that I'm this and I'm going here and there. And it just gets to be too much. It's like when we say with a job, with a superhero, you end up being so tied down by things. I think that this is a better way, Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm going down to a six out of 10. I thought that there was some parts where I did like the art enough. Sometimes it got real, real wonky. Yeah, I like I the art enough in as this. much. But uh, what would you? The story it? is the real problem here. And the thing yeah. is, the whole idea of the redemption of Batgirl to Jason Bard, it was a cool thing. I don't think it was spelled out as well as it could have been for a lot of people. You know, you do mention the whole thing how you know she he blames her for his bum leg, but I just don't think it was spelled out for a lot of people who yeah. weren't reading like Batman no. and Turtle and all that stuff. But that was a nice moment. It's just. This this Oracle thing never made any sense. It was never set up and it never really went anywhere for this whole conclusion. So 5.5 out of 10 on this run. That's just solely for a few nice moments with Batgirl and Jason Pard yeah. and the art. Yeah, yeah. It, it is good enough. I said there's just parts where when Barbara's in the tree – I don't know what the heck was going on there. And especially when you had all those different decoys and stuff and going around. Also, we want to mention that the terrible trio, they get taken away and we we were mind controlled. I'm like, you just add stuff on top of stuff. So I don't even know if they were bad, but they ended up finding Oracle anyway in a bad way. So they deserve to be arrested anyway. But we're going to go off to the issue that. I'm telling you, I don't know what was going on in this issue. It's so convoluted. Know, Scott Things Liddell just knows. thrown. Maybe not. What is it, Aaron? Red Hood Outlaw number 41, written by Scott Liddell, with art by David Messina, Rex Locus, and Troy Pateri. Our scary dark walk through the block continues this issue, where we discover that while Artemis and Bizarro are back, they're mind-controlled by Vessel. You know that kid from the Red Hood Annual who was in a couple of pages yeah. <laughs> of that book and keeps talking about how they had a full story but never did? Anyway, Vessel is back for revenge, but none of it really matters as all his plans are foiled and we is brought back into the fold where we discover that his school is moving to Ma Gunn's home for wayward boys. Yeah, and that's pretty much all you need to know here is that Artemis and Bizarro are back. Yeah. They have moved these kids to Ma Gunn, so if they want to use them again, they can. Done. That's I just imagine because, that's the thing is, we're just going to move from the block to Ma Gunn's. Yeah, and we're I think that school. they're just going to leave the school. This is so? that, yeah, all the year of the villain stuff is is being left behind. I don't think that they're going to keep doing school. I think that it's like, uh, even though it does say at one point that Bizarro did become a teacher, yeah. but I think eventually you're just going to move out. And the thing is, I think that this Red Hood book, the only reason it's around now is they just don't want to cancel something before this 5G. You got to, you know, maybe six, seven months, whatever, seven issues will pay Scott Liddell and then get the heck out because th- this book is just not good anymore. And it was good at the beginning of Rebirth. We liked it. We liked the even the run in the New 52 and the DCYOU back yeah. in the day enough. I mean, we were more fans than a lot of other people. But since Artemis and Bizarro left, and been struggling. Uh, really since and the year Roy of the villain, especially, and then Roy dying and things like that, and he even tries to get that, the feels of that going here. You can't fool me with that. It just does not work. Also, it's just you, you end up having – weird you know callbacks to issues editors notes but then not having them because you would think you'd even just say like 
after Batman or, uh, you know, that issue 25 or whatever of this. The uh, Was that Red Hood and the Outlaw 25 somewhere around there where Batman beat the crap out of Jason where this yeah, seems to like be that. from because he has beat the crap. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. that's when and, he, like, you know, Roy yeah. helped him recoup and stuff like and that. That's what I'm saying. I, I You don't even get a callback to that, but then you get a callback later oh. twice of things that didn't make sense that we you, didn't this whole see. Thing, this last issue we had, Devour, one of the kids that Jason's teaching, he's going through the block because the block's unlocked and right yeah. now we're trying to find out what's going on with Shea Veritas and Devour came across a young boy walking the halls and he didn't know what this boy was and the thing is for how little page play he got in that Red Hood annual number two I didn't realize it was this kid either I thought we left this kid behind yeah it's so funny too because when we were talking I remember you not knowing who it is number one but knowing he was going to be the bad guy at the end, yeah. number two, because you just happened to find him there, and it's this weird. Well, kid. he was on the cover for the year yeah. of the villain, and he's yeah, all doing so like, you know, that's like, the you, deal. You already spoiled who the villain is, but I didn't know who it was. And this whole thing is, we have a little narration here where it's like, <sighs> like a. Uh, I was Luther's first recruit, but I was expelled for being too ambitious. And then a little editor, see Red Hood Annual number two. I'm like, no, no. The only thing we got yeah. with Vessel in Red Hood Annual is where Jason asked if he could commune with Bizarro and Artist of Spirit. He couldn't leave Red Hood thinking, that was okay, it. good. They're still yeah. alive. I the like end it. There of is Vessel like story. It, uh, historian Harvey. Like I said, it's a revisionist historian Harvey in my mind. And then you end up with, you know, hey, look at me. The, the, the dead man powers. What? And that's the thing is he keeps saying by channeling dead man's powers to control Bizarro. And I'm like, I, you were able to commune with the dead before. Now all of a sudden you have dead man's yeah. powers, and like I have no idea what that means. It, but you didn't because need now we to need to have that. Artemis and Bizarro are being controlled by yeah. a vessel. But like as soon as they had come out of the portal to get here, for some reason this vessel took control of them immediately and knew yeah. it was going to happen. Which it seems odd. like, yeah. And now we have you know vessel controlling Bizarro and Artemis, and it just seems very odd just to find out to get everybody to the point where we have to have the big reveal. Like oh my god, Vessel is the bad guy, and he's going to do all these things, and even these little inconsistencies continue on in different things because in other parts of the block we have DNA and we have Doomed walking around yeah. in the last issue they had found some monstrosity in a, like a glass tube yep. and they're like what's going on here and the whole big deal thing is like they want to go back to when the block was originally like, you know, sent to the like, you know, center of the earth. They want to disappear and then came back. And this whole thing where Shea Veritas, like, she was the only one who like was uh survived this whole transportation back in like I think it was action comics or one of the Superman from the New yeah. 52 when she first came in. Now the idea is the other scientists, they didn't disappear. They became these monstrosities. And monstrosities, in order to talk about yeah. this whole thing, we have to find out now that DNA has the power to alter people's DNA temporarily, which he does to Doomed, allowing him to talk. So he yeah. could talk about it, but it's only temporary until the end when we have to have this big reveal about exposing Shea Veritas to the world about the missing scientists. Oh, well, she here they are. I, DNA uses the powers to change them back to human. But now it's not temporary but anymore. It's not temporary. I don't and, understand and, what you're doing. Yeah. So you, you end up, and even just the idea, vessel, vessel's powers are channeling dead men's powers. And I'm like, well, what kind of powers are these? And what are you doing? I mean, you're you're ending up making up these kids that you can have any powers. And even at one point, and even like you have even things happen dead, and go. Dead man uh, has to yeah. possess people. Yeah. It's not that he can just take over no, their minds. No, it, it doesn't even make sense. And then even later, you end up where people are using powers, and then you, huh? He, he, I never saw that power. Uh, you're, you're just throwing stuff out there. there. There is no rhyme or reason at all for this. You end up then having, you know, babe wake up. Oh, man, I babe figured arms, it yeah. out. I figured it out. Mama, you, you wanted me to do this. But now I realize that we should have looked into a couple hours before we got here. 
what? What is going on now, in this the, book? The way that when Jason realizes that Artemis and Bizarro are not of the right mind when yeah. he comes to it and everything like that, is that he's going to you know break break them free of the spell they're under by kissing Artemis to remind him of the mm-hmm. kiss they had before she was sucked away. And this whole thing is such a weird idea because we the idea that we're dealing with is that Vessel's mind is controlling. Yes. So we kind of have Jason kissing a small boy yeah. in the body of an adult I woman. I mean, it, it ends up being ghost. To the point where he says, you know, gross, gross, is, gross, and yeah, leaves the body behind. Is Demi more kissing? You know, Patrick Swayze? No, she's making out with Whoopi. <laughs> Is she making out with Whoopi? Because, yeah, he ends up kissing Artemis, but it only ends up to kiss her, so... That's grossy pants. Gross, gross. I'm like, what is going on here? And that kind of ends up like, I want out of here. No. I ain't smooching no dude. Is what, <laughs> it seems so like it ends it. And, and they, that's the idea that we just come down to the whole thing. Like, I have been planning, I've been planning this for weeks. So this is whole thing. Like, even, like the whole idea that Bessel's like, I've been planning this for weeks. When I was originally sent here by Lex Luthor as the first student after Red Hood and Dr. Veritas decided I was uncontrollable. See, annual number two. I'm like, stop saying that. It didn't happen. <laughs> you, you you can't magically make three. that Red Hood annual do anything. It's nonsense. It, it really is. And and the funny thing is, it's Scott Liddell, and I, I hate to say it, it's it reminds me so much of the Super Sons book when Tomasi with like Kid Amazo and stuff, where things are just thrown at you. You and don't that's understand. The he's building a bomb with all these Shea yeah. Veritas clones, and he's going to have Shea Veritas set it free because he's mind controlling her with the dead man powers. And then we have Babe of Arms show up. Oh, no, no, powers. I took care of all that. That's not going to work anymore. I'm like, all right, so I still have the scientists that you were No, no, we already took care of that, too. Oh, yeah. no, it's not fair, not fair. All my plans. You know what, boy? I'm sorry for expelling you. Why don't you come back over here and yeah. join the classroom again? You know, the, oh, the right. One. And the thing that I want desperately, because out of all the crazy situations that we have going on right now, the one thing I want anybody to address here is, why do we have a little sentient stuffed animal pup-pup Superman here that Just nobody talking wants to talk and nobody about? cares. Well, they're freaks themselves. What the hell do they care? Also, the point was- but even, like, even if you have them move to Ma Gunn's home for Wayward Boys, which Ma Gunn's there, nobody wants to talk about that no. either, but she's there. I, I have a suggestion. Let's do this. We have Pup-Pup using his heat vision to cook. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. what are you? I don't know. He's a, he's from hell. <laughs> the thing is, too, as you're going, it, it was the day like, hey, let's go find out where they came. That's easy. I'm using my powers to locate recent heat signatures like satellite imagery. I'm like, what does that have anything to do with their powers? And Jason goes, another power. You kids have that I didn't learn until just now? Like, yeah, new on the job, huh? And I'm like, no, no, you're just throwing shit out there so that you can find something. And it's like, oh, man, the gang's all here. We're going to end up. And and the real question in my mind, you say about them saying, why didn't anybody notice that there's a stuffed animal cooking with heat vision? What I want to know is when you do have DNA transfer everybody back to their normal deal, they rearranged the DNA. Why didn't anybody know that Freddie Mercury worked with Shea Veritas? Because that's where you get it. Freddie Mercury didn't die. He just got turned into a monstrosity and now he's back. That is Freddie Mercury. It's just nonsense. And like he or she or rather them, they were spot on. We've never felt better. The end. They're like, all right, well, that was taken care of. Let's get out of here. And even the idea where Ma Gunn's like, hey, uh, what are we going to do with everybody? Well, I have an idea. Who? People are going to love this. 
what are you talking about? It's just nonsense. It's just complete nonsense. You know, I'm looking at this right now. We're talking about You're the whole flashback. No, no, the flashback because I just realized there was a problem here because the flashback we have where Jason is recuperating and Roy's yeah. helping him get back together, you know, stuff like that. That was after. That was Red Hood Annual Number 2, which yeah. then they referenced that as the time that, you know, Vessel's talking about because later on they say Red Hood Annual Number 3, which is the yeah. Vessel issue. So that's yes, even yes. out of place so here they even for the editor's it. note. They completely wrecked it. And, and so you end up having – yeah, actually, when you did say, I'm like, wait a minute, you said two before. But I yeah, did. that was supposed to be. I just the, had to look it up because I realized yeah, that was that a problem. Yeah, that was supposed to be the months ago deal with, with uh, Red, Roy. Uh, Roy, I mean, yeah, so it's all messed up. So I'll screw it up. I mean, there, there's the care that's been brought into this. And, and I, I really actually thought think that, that I was going to like this more now that David Messina was on yeah. art. I'm not a oh, fan of Kenneth, Kenneth Rockford because I think the art looks yeah. great here. It's just I love the art. Every step we take and each issue we go, the story just keeps getting more convoluted and just thrown together with maybe no this kind of is care where behind we it. get them back now. Maybe we will leave. No, I'd have to look at the, you know, solicits. whatever. Yeah, the solicits. And even that, you end up where you start and it's like, spoiler alert, it's Vessel. Shh. At the very beginning. Like, Nobody knows who this kid is because no. you're saying there's a story that there never and, was. And the best is you, you have Harvey, you know, historical Harvey is Harvey Richards, who's the editor on yeah. this with Jamie Rich. Every time you keep saying and, Harvey, I think you're talking about Jimmy Stewart's freaking imaginary friend. No, no, well, you might as well. Well, Harvey's there, and I think that he got the script. He had no idea what was going on, so I don't blame him. He's just like, I'm just going to throw things out there like they do. And so, yeah, you have all this going on, and you never really got to know the kids. Uh, and then you're relying on us knowing the kids and knowing powers. Then you're adding powers. Then you're saying ridiculous versions of powers, things like that. And you so, realize that Babe and Arms have nothing to do in this. Yeah, just says we have to see what was going on beforehand, not when we got the, all right, whatever. And you end it. What'd you give this? I ended up giving it a 4.8 on the set. I want to go down to a 4 out of 10 because talking about it just made me more angry. Because the thing is, I love Red Hood and I want to like this book each yeah. and every time it comes out. It's just that Scott Liddell would not li- let me do it. And I thought I liked it a little bit more, but just even talking about the inconsistencies and this is the freaking how willy-nilly the, what they're doing here is. It just actually made me angry to the point where I do want to go down to 4 out of 10, even though I do really enjoy the art and I'm happy that Artemis and Bizarro are back. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I'm going to give it a four as well. And what is your book of the week here? My book of the week is Just League Dark, number 18. My book of the week almost was Harley, Eric. But instead, it's Joker, Harley, Criminal Sanity, number two. And unfortunately, the next one, I believe, is uh, it is delayed. Things like that going on, which always Oh, Black Label. Ah, yes. And that's a nine-issue series. I I just found that out today. Like, what is that, nine issues? But this is what we're going to be talking about next week. And next week, obviously, we don't have a lot of books, but obviously two of these will be on the Patreon if you want to go over there and join up to get all of those spotlights. And I know one. I know what will be on there, number one. But uh, here's what we're going to get. Two of these will be on the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. We have Batman 86, Eric. Yep. That is not making the regular show. I can tell you that. People want to have that on the Patreon. Yeah, they're going to get greedy. It's what they will. But yeah, Batman 86, Tynan's first uh, issue. I can't wait. Tom King's end. Yeah, Batman and the Outsiders, number nine. I'm looking forward to that. I hope that that can continue at least being okay for me. Uh, it, it has its ups and downs yeah. for me. Catwoman number 19. I, I ain't saying nothing about it, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at by anyway. Uh, that's a book, you know, it ends up costing people uh, $3.99 an issue. It's costing us more. Gotham City <laughs> Monsters, maybe we'll talk about it. If maybe. you're that inspired to catch up, I will try as well. I'm hoping and to. we'll end that with. 
unless I get a message. Yeah, it's not good, which I hear back and forth. Yeah, I'm telling you, what I saw is just happy. That's out. The whole thing is it's just me being me. The idea I saw Universal Monsters fighting Frankenstein and Batwoman and Lady Quaver. You know what? I kind of want to read this now. Yeah, and we have Harley Quinn Poison Ivy number five. I believe I talked about that myself last time. Maybe we'll do that. If you catch up on that, we can talk about it. But that's coming to that's the penultimate issue. And the sixth issue is supposed to give us a look at what Poison Ivy will be going forward. Uh, Hawkman number 20. Oh, it's Sky Tyrant back in town. Uh, is Book that of the year, yet? 2018. Is that done yet? <laughs> that Sky Tyrant. Oh, who likes that? Yeah, that was my book of the year, 20, 20, 20, uh, 2018. Yeah, as I said. Uh, yeah, I said 2019. It was not my book of the year, 2019. We have Supergirl number 38. Again, an infected issue. I, I need these Wonder books Woman's to kind of have now. its own deal. But coming to town to later stop the infection, which will just keep things going. And Young Justice number 12. Uh, I was told that this was going to be the issue with all the answers, Eric. And then I didn't even think. I'm like, huh, they're supposed to have all the answers. Then how are you going to tell those answers with Connor off and Skitaris? That's what I said to you last time we yeah, talked about it. Yeah, I'm telling you, it really hit like, me really this time. Like, I going to have Tim and the rest of the gang going to help spoiler. Forget about Connor. No, no, no. That's not the, that doesn't oh, happen either. I don't want to spoil Tim. No, no. Oh. Not that either. I, I don't know what's happening. I deal with nothing. Right. Is there a villain called <laughs> we nothing? Do nothing? Is there a villain called nothing? Because I so think close, it shows the, up the in every Bendis book. Hey, there's <laughs> there's the villain. Nothing. Oh man, we can't defeat him in less than seven issues. We we can't. But there you go. You have all those. Uh, two will be on the Patreon, so we're gonna have a shorter episode next week as well. Which but not means- as short as this one. No, but it means that me and you are going to be off on Friday again, Eric. All You're right. off to drink. You go drinking on the Fridays, did you? Uh, no, I didn't. You I did? actually no. stayed home and I watched Dracula. I told you that. That's cr- oh, yeah. I just it was raining you, last you night. I didn't want to walk to the pub in the rain. And was it raining men? Possibly. Eric, no, because I didn't get to go to the pub. All the time. Well, that's true. That only happens after three beers, Eric. Where is my rim shot? Are you an angel? Oh, man. I don't have Okay, I'll just go through that's these. That's my yeah, pickup line. As every you time. know, uh, <laughs> how, how do you get into an outfit like that, right? Couple of drinks? Yeah, there you go, Eric. There you go. I'm one of the lucky I ones. I don't have the rim shot, Eric. I should be back in and school. Now I have to get rid Where's of all these. I, I get a lot of money for each now one, this right? This is pod that is pod racing, but that's the end of the podcast. You needed all of these, but not the rim shot. No, I didn't have the rim shot, and you're going to see later. I'm missing one very crucial sound as well. But, Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Great week. Keep it weird, weird. and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Are you an angel? Time. That's it for the podcast, so I guess it's time to go home. Closing time, you've heard the party's over, so turn off your iPod or phone. Closing time, nine hours you just wasted, now it's time to get back to work. Closing time, pretend you're still listening Cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk Eric's got to go play with his toys 
Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Play with his toys.